Look out, Coach. <laughs> What's up? What's going on, guys? Die Next Podcast Halftime to Crunch Time Show. Oh man, I'm wearing my my lucky my lucky Knicks hat. I haven't worn it in a while, so I figured let me put it on. Since um, you know, Trey Young is still wearing his hat, I might as well wear mine's. Yo, what's up with this kid, man? I mean, I never seen a kid, you know, this young with a haircut so crazy, man. He looks like a he looks like um like the last member of the Barge family, man. He looks like he was like they just found him. You know, by Second Avenue, smoking K two or something like that. This dude is a crazy looking kid, man. Never seen anything like it. You know, I'm not down with the fuck Trey Young stuff, man. But I'm I'm like I like the jokes, you know. So I'm all about snapping on people. You know, I'm the number one. You know, if if you know me, you know, there's plenty of things to snap on me about, man. So you know, I could take it. I can give it. I could take it. You know, mostly take it, man. Boss. You know, it is what it is, man. So anyway, this is the halftime to crunch time show. Gotta get myself together. I gotta make a confession. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I literally just woke up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I woke up maybe like half an hour ago, 45 minutes ago, probably. And um, you know, I'm I'm up regulating with the kids because the kids are driving my wife crazy. You know, so I gotta be dad and be be the um, you know, the the guy that threatening threatens kids, you know, before they go to bed and stuff. So right now my wife is taking care of the end of that. And uh, right now we had halftime to crunch time. So anyway, that's the essence of halftime to crunch time. Most of the time, guys, you guys go to work, you come off from work, you take care of things you need to take care of before you know it, you get home around the time, game time, you miss probably the first quarter, maybe you watched it while you was driving around, you're trying to hurry up and get home, Um, you get home and your kids are acting crazy, this this has happened, you got to do uh, freaking management, you know, you got you to be a freaking uh, crisis manager when you come home, you got to do whatever you need to do, the wife got stories, all kind of stuff, listen, man, the Knicks are playing, could you just get it together, and here we are, halftime. So let's get it, man. Uh, Knicks are, are down sixty-four to fifty-eight. For what I did see on the last, um, you know, forty-five minutes or so, um, I was able to see like like most of the uh, the second quarter. Excuse me, most of the first quarter. Um, uh, some some of the second um quarter because I was carrying on with my kids and stuff. But the Knicks were up, you know, surprisingly. But you know, they they got the lead back, you know. So there's a lot of reasons why we um Atlanta did get back in this game, and we'll we'll get into that, man. So let's just check it out. Let's look at the quarters, uh, the tail of the quarters. Here we are, Atlanta. Uh, the first quarter it was on um, thirty-four to thirty, followed by thirty-four to twenty-four. So second quarter of death, right? Uh, in the, in the beginning, we, we kind of took them by surprise a little bit. They, they they seemed like they weren't really ready to play, uh, maybe because of the crowd, the energy, and stuff like that. But they settled right in, thirty-four to twenty-four. Knicks went back to being who they are. Um, in Atlanta, um, you know, just overpowered us. Um, you know, just doing everything they do well. Um, you know, spoiler alert for anybody just just popping in just now. Julius Randle's not playing. I think he got suspended like $45,000. You know, I see a lot of people talking about it. I see MBK was talking about the suspension and stuff like that. But I mean, uh, when a guy like that gets suspended, you know, I'm not suspended, um, a fined and all this, that, and the other, the, the fines is not a big deal. These guys make 20, what he makes, like almost $30 million a year. So, I mean, so I mean, I bet you he doesn't um give a fuck. Would you care? You know, like, like you want to talk about fines. Do you know how many uh, parking tickets I get? <laughs> you know, just driving around. New York City, I get a million parking tickets like like a year. 
you know, do you think, do you think I give a fuck about a parking ticket? No. You know, because listen, man, I, there's so many times I get away with, um, like, parking in weird places, you know, and then I do get a ticket. So if I do get a ticket, it's like, whatever, man, I charge it to the game. You know, I, I, I didn't said I didn't did so many things, whatever, to get tickets and get fined. You know, so, like, if I didn't get a ticket and then I get a ticket now, what's the big deal? You know, I got the money to pay the 50 you know, $110, $115 uh, fines. The hell with it. You know what I'm saying? Charge it to the game. So um, a guy like Randall, that you make $26 million a year, what's $45,000 to, to somebody that makes $26 million? You know, so charge it to the game. You know, that, that's how I would look at it if I was, if I was a player. You know, $45,000 is probably, like, what, what most people make in a year that's, that's watching the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So to, to you guys, to regular folk, that $40-something million is going to be a big thing. But for somebody like like um like like Julius Randle makes twenty six million dollars, what the hell is forty five thousand dollars? Same thing for me. Like people that complain about ticket, oh man, I got a ticket. Can't believe you gave me a ticket, bro. Man, you got it. You got the money. You got fifty. You got fifty dollars. You know what I'm saying? You got one hundred and fifteen dollars to pay your ticket. So pay your ticket, man. Why why you um, why are you beefing with the um with the meter mate? Let him do his job. You know what I'm saying? You know, pay your damn ticket. You got it. Anyway, this is the shot chart for the Atlanta Hawks. Let's get into that. Um, basically, same. You know, it's. It, I mean, it's. It's like almost a, like a freaking broken record. Every time teams run us down, this is exactly how the shot chart looks. Most of the shots at the rim, and a lot of sh um, shots at the top of the key. This. This means that they're just running the Knicks down. You know, running the Knicks down, taking advantage of the fast break um, opportunities. Uh, Knicks don't guard transition well. You know, we don't take advantage of. We don't have a game plan for for transition, and that's like two years now with Tom Thibodeau. So I mean, it, it is what it is. Nothing's no surprise here. So let's take a look at what's going on with the Knicks shot chart. This is a typical Knicks shot chart. Um, corner threes, um, you know, threes at, at the top. This is not a fast break um, uh, shot chart here. This is mostly this is um, the way the Knicks run their offense. Not much fast break. A lot of shots at the rim. You know, they, they, the Knicks do try to get a lot of in-between shots compared to most teams in the NBA. Uh, but this is a typical um, Knicks shot chart. Let's take a look at the splits here. Where is it at? There you go. Biggest lead. Today was on um, 12 for the Knicks, 9 for Atlanta. Uh, we, we actually back at um started back up again. It's it's now 11:50, about 11:50 right now. Uh, I see Obi Toppin got the ball slapped out of his hands there. Uh, but the biggest lead for Atlanta was nine. Um, 12 for the Knicks. Games time um, tie was three. Longest run was nine. Uh, and um there was six lead changes, man. So this is gonna be a battle towards the end. Um, right now I, I suspect that Atlanta Hawks is probably gonna pull away right at, the, at this point. Rebounds are dead even, which should not be, in my opinion. Then um, the Knicks are, uh, should have a better rebounding um, unit than them, for the most part, I should say. Uh, assists, uh, Lance Hawk, of course, is up. Steals, blocks, turnovers, all about the same. Uh, shooting from the field is about the same. Three-point shots about the same. So here we go. The three main stats, Atlanta points in the paint, 30 to 22, which, which is surprising to me a little bit. Uh, second chance points is surprising to me also, 6 to 5. And then our uh, fast break points is um seven to, to three, and the Knicks are up the fast break points, and that is a surprise to me. You know, I did not expect to see the Knicks being up at, uh, with the fast break points against a team that that the shot chart said something different. So I don't know, maybe, maybe the maybe the um, statisticians didn't really put that together properly. Um, but you know, while while who's at the free throw line right now? Number twelve is at the free throw line. Somebody in the line is shooting free throws. While they're doing that, let's take a look at the box um score. Um, box score. Let's look at Atlanta. Uh, Huerta, I, I didn't realize Huerta's from Albany. I think they mentioned that. Uh, I think uh, whoever's um, on TNT, they had mentioned that he's from Albany. Uh, Gallinari has um, five and five. 
The Gallinari is getting old, man. Everybody, don't you remember when he was drafted? You know, that's how time flies. For all the young guys out there, you remember when Gallinari was drafted. So now look at him. He's at the end of his career. You know how many times that's happened to me since I've been watching basketball? You know, guys come on as rookies and then retire, you know, and then their kids are now playing. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot of basketball for you guys to watch. A lot of young people that are watching the show. You know, there's a lot of lessons to learn, a lot of, a lot of just basketball lessons to learn here. Let's take a look at this. Um, Trey Young, of course, 27. The guy is, like, pushing to get 50 tonight. And Bogdanovich, he's a Nick killer. Guy, guy, to me, really sucks. But he's, like, so, like, elementary in his style of play. Excuse me, he just gets to the spots, and he just scores in the spots that he, that, um, that he gets to. Very simple game, but, um, you know, no frills, and, but the Knicks can't stop him. Uh, so right now, Atlanta's up 60, 67 to 60 on the game clock here as Trey just launches another three. So the Knicks are down by 10 on my clock. I'm at 10.07. I don't know what the actual clock is right now, but we're going we're gonna to do that now. So let's just get to the, to the main meat of this. Um, right now, the, the score's about the same. So it's 70 to 60. The, the time stamp is maybe, um, I might be like 20 minutes, excuse me, 20 seconds off, excuse me, from the actual game clock. So that's about right. You know, I, I'm watching on one of my special streams, you know, so um, let's just get into that. Let's put the branding back up there. Have time to crunch time. And let's get into this game. Uh, here we go. N nice little move by RJ. Attacking Capella. Wasn't able to finish. Those are things that RJ needs to needs to get to the next level, man. He's Right now, he, RJ's a legit 20-point-a-game scorer. So the little things that he needs to do is figure out that finishing. So once he gets into summertime and he starts talking to those um, super trainers and stuff like that, I don't want to um, see him doing those those stomp dribbles and stuff like that. He really needs to work on finishing, period. You know, because that's going to be his next um, um, level of, of play. Him, um, you know, playmaking and stuff like that, I feel like his handle is what it is. It should get better, obviously. You know, but he really needs to work on finishing. He is a terrible finisher. You know, terrible finisher um, at the rim, man. You know. A lot of sweeping shots, shots that have no chance to go in. You know, they go in for him, but he's definitely going to have to get that together. He goes, he goes again. Nice little move there where he just dropped it um, on the way that he, when he drove, he took the contact and was able to finish at the rim. Those are the shots that I want to see him take. You know, so he does have the ability to make those moves. So he really needs to just, um, just keep getting better at that. Yeah, Obi, he go Obi Toppin and, um, and Mitch Robinson got caught in the switch and they double team Trey Young. You know, you like to see the defensive effort, but that's not the way. You know, uh, but they still were able to get Huerta there for a three-point shot. So the Knicks defense need to need to um, need to tighten up a little bit. Uh, one thing with the Knicks, they they're always more concerned about the um, the the score on the inside. They're more concerned about guarding the guy going back to the basket, and they always leave the three-point shooter open. So RJ's uh, wow, nice big um, tip of dunk, almost a tip dunk there by Obi Top, a nice little tip on the inside. Um, Obi Toppin, that's one thing I want to take a look at really quick before we started. Obi Toppin actually started the game. So let's see what he's been doing this um for the for the second half. Maybe for the first half here. Uh rebounding wise, he just got that rebound just now. So he has nine re oh, excuse me, five rebounds at the half, which isn't bad. Ten points. So ten and five at the half, you know, with three assists. You know, I I'll take it, man. He's five for seven for the field. Uh, you know, I'll take it. If he finished the game tonight with with um say twenty and ten, that would be fucking awesome. You know, and then, you know, of course, all the people that, that love Obi Toppin, if he does finish with those numbers, they're going to be um, wondering, they're going to be wanting him to start. You know, but just from what I saw, you know, um, in this game, his physical um, presence on, on the basketball court is just, is just non-existent. Even if he does 10 and, um, 10, excuse me, uh, 20 and 10 tonight, um, his, he just has no physicality on the court. 
another guy, Mitch Robinson, he just caught um a, a, a dunk. He just caught it, spun, bounced it, and dunked it. You know, but who did he do it on? He did it on Huerta. You know, so to, tonight, if he finishes with ten and, and and um and ten and ten, um with four blocks, that's a decent night for him. Four blocks and four steals, possibly. You know that that's a decent night for him. You know, you, you can't really complain much much about it. But just watching the game, same thing. His impact on the game, physicality wise, it, to me, is just not it. Um, rebounding the ball, he only has one defensive board. He does have four offensive boards. So that's the only thing that people care about is all the offensive boards. But in order to anchor the defense, like I say, every every podcast, you have to secure these defensive rebounds. And uh, Mitchell Robinson for an NBA center, he doesn't get defensive rebounds, period. So that's a big problem, man. That's that's the reason why we can't um secure these um these wins and stuff, because you know, he can't um he can't secure that their rebound. So listen, man, I'm I'm having issues with the fucking stream. You know, that annoys the hell out of me. Every um every time the Knicks play on TNT and stuff like that, they always send all kind of bugs out to the to the to these um to these apps and stuff, and you are not able to to watch the game like you want to. So um I'm gonna see see what I can do here to get um TNT on the regular regular screen while I'm talking. So um what else has got going on here? Fournier's doing whatever he does, he got eight points. Um, just everybody else is just quiet. Quentin Grimes played seven minutes. Miles McBride played four. Joker Sims played six. Taj actually played five today. I, I was surprised because he didn't really play um like too much the, the first half. You said he played maybe in the second quarter, I, I believe. Played five um five minutes in the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken. So you know it is what it is, man. Tom Tuttle doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It, it drives me crazy. You know, uh, quickly, you know, you, you would think that a, a team like Atlanta that they they would send him out there to to attack the rim mostly. You know he's he's been kind of quiet too, you know. But at the same time, if if he finished with 18 minutes and he got you like close to 10 points, you know, uh, like five re five rebounds, um, four assists, that's a good game for him. You know, stat wise, that you know, the, all, all those to me are empty stats because you, you're just not really um game planning for for these guys to get those stats. You know, most most good teams, you know, you you can dictate you you can um dictate a person's role and then you you can know um how these guys are going to be effective. Night into night out, um, you know, Tom Thibodeau doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing night and night, night out. So when these guys get these stats and stuff, they're by accident. It's a, a lot of it is by accident. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, while I'm trying to get this together, let me shout out to everybody here. I see we got um, um Jarrell's the first one here. <laughs> Smooth Grooves intro, man. Yeah, th- th- that's the stream yard music. So I'm try- trying to take advantage of that. I have some other stuff that that, that I've uh, that I um, you know, got together myself music wise, but it just doesn't sound good sonically. You know, so I, I like the the smooth grooves that that um that Streamyard gives. So I'm just gonna rock with them for a little while until I can get somebody to get me a good intro song. Um, shout out to Faith Life Sports. You guys been um been really supporting the podcast um you know since for for a while, man. So shout out to you guys. Um, are you the guys that have that? I think you have like a song that you guys are doing. You know, I saw it. You know, um, but um, you know, I, I'll see if I can um take another look at that. It's supposed to be like a like a Knicks anthem, some type of thing. So, you know, I support whatever anybody that supports the Knicks, man. So, uh, King Ribby is here. Yeah, man, DeBarge. No doubt about it. Fucking bird nest haircut. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I've never seen a young dude like that. Even the way that he talks, he's just, like, weird. Like, you know, but enough of nothing, Trey Young and a lot of these guys, they, it, it's just like the, he's he just like the king of the weirdos. You know, that that's exactly what these, um, what these young guys, how these young guys carry themselves. They think, it, like, it's okay to be weird. You know, and then they try to make you seem like you're the one that's weird. <laughs> no, I'm not the one that's weird, motherfucker. You are the weird one. You know? Let me let me check another one of these um these these sites, special sites that I have. 
Um, how's Obi playing? He's soft. Uh, he's starting to get that rap. He's starting. He's starting to get that rap. Is that true? What's that rap? Oh, the rap for being soft. I get you, man. Um, listen, man. You know, Obi, Obi Toppin plays with effort, so you can't really call him soft. You know, um, he he cares. You know, he he definitely cares. So I lost my I lost my can of soda. <laughs> How does a can of soda disappear? Anyway, I hope I don't destroy something. I'll find it soon. But listen, Obi Toppin is a, is a finesse guy. I, I've been trying to tell guys that he reminds me of um, Sean Marion in the way he impacts the game at the power four spot. A lot of people still talking about Amari Stoudemire and, and whatever they think in their imagination. But truthfully, he really is like a, like Sean Marion, except Sean Marion understood what, what he brought to the game. I think Obi Toppin don't understand what he could bring to the game yet. You know, so that, that's um, frustrating as a as a Knicks fan watching this stuff because, you know, a guy like this, he's older and he has two kids. He's married and stuff like that. So this is a dude that has a certain amount of clarity, whatever. He's from East New York. They grew up um, in a lot, a lot of poor areas and stuff, chasing um, the basketball dreams of the father and stuff. So there's a certain um, level of um, of learning and stuff, um, maturity that he could bring to the game. But, um, you know, as far as him being aware of what he can do, you know, I know he plays hard, yes, but other things like like um, like just maturity with the game, you know, because he's seen it, he's seen it at, at a young age playing street ball and stuff. So he knows the game, you know. But it it, it comes down to to the character of the kid, man. Um, you know, uh, like like I said, he has two children and he's married, you know. And the things that he's been through in his life, he should be a little bit more mature. Um, like at this stage of the game, he shouldn't just be still trying to figure out, trying to um, you know, to figure out what kind of player he's gonna be. You actually just found a really cool stream here. Let me. See, I don't know what um, if the time is synced right now. It's at six oh five on the um on the game clock so that's about that's about 30 like like 25 seconds short so it's about the same so you know I, I i suspect this stream is going to be off you know soon you know but um it's very interesting it's actually it's actually on youtube you know i don't want to share it on the screen because that, that that might shut down the um the, the podcast but um there's actually a youtube stream right now um showing the next game i don't know how long it's gonna last but we'll see um, Knicks just got a uh, nice little steal by Fournier, loose ball steal. Uh, they're running offense through Burke and Fournier right now with Mitchell Robinson, RJ, and Obi. RJ just misses a wide open corner three point shot. They're letting him shoot that because they think he can't shoot it. He really can't actually. So there you go. The stream just got disabled. So it is what it is. I'm trying to get my TV going on here. I don't know what's going on. My pops is here. Shout out to my dad. My dad just came back from um California. You know it's good to see my my pops. Um you know, uh. Nice retiree, been retired for some years now. So you know, I like to see him um, enjoying time with with, um, with my with my um, with my stepmother. You know, enjoying their time in um, in their retirement. You know, I wish you guys to do that more often, man. Just disappear, go go see things, man. I right, well, I'm gonna try one more time here. So right now, I'm just gonna um, I'm gonna put on the easy listenings. You know, since um, Mr. Uh, Jarrell said it's pretty good, so I'll put I'll put the same song that that was on before. Was it this one? No, it was this one. I'll put that on for a second. Give me some. Give me a chance to get back on. I'll be right back.
good, guys. Nice and smooth, man. I kind of like that. Anyway, I got the the stream going. I'm gonna see if I can get it, get um TNT pop in here. Uh, you know, once again, sorry for the for the inconvenience there. You know, but this is not network television. This is some guy chilling in his living room, um, trying to get uh, the basketball game going on here. You know, trying to get a podcast going on in his little office space, makeshift office space. You know, so you know, you know, don't be upset at me. You know, don't be upset at me that I'm not professional. You know, that's why I don't watch this channel. Because this, 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 that, and the other, you know, the other guys are more on point than this guy, man. Come on, get it together. You've been, you've been podcasting for long, for long enough, man. Should it be doing this? Should it be like this? Whatever, man. This is Die Hard Next Podcast. Like I said, this is YouTube. It is what it is. All right, so I got, um, I got the game popping here. Let's see if, um, see if we can get this thing going. And Trey Young is crazy, man. I guess that, that's a part of his brand, that bird that shit down his head. He got the little cut on the side. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to call my wife up in here, man. Meet this. I'm gonna have to call my wife up in here. So annoying. Let me um let me let me make a, a phone call here. Let me I might actually get her on uh let me see. Let me put her on here. I'm gonna mortify her right now. I gotta put the audio on so so she can hear me. Hey sweetheart. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Can you get back in and fix this television? It's not. It's not working. I'm trying to get the game going. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm quite sure you guys didn't hear. I can hear it, but um, I I, I didn't have it on the stream, so she doesn't sound too too happy. Anyway, I do have the game going, but I need her to do something to to hook it, hook it back up. So right now, my my timestamp is um four forty. So we lost about two minutes. You know, I lost about two minutes in this game. So I'm actually almost on point, maybe 10 minutes off from the regular clock. And um, we'll see how this goes here. Um, so far, so good here. You see it on the side, it needs to be hooked up. You see what I'm saying? You know, in this, in my, in my household, if I, if I can get a response from somebody, you know, it, it would be like, a, like a, a miracle to, to ever get a verbal response from somebody. TNT. I'm live on the podcast, man. So please don't curse me out. <laughs> don't embarrass me in front of my front of my friends. Don't embarrass me in front of my friends, okay? So anyway, yeah, man. If I can get a response from from anybody in this house, it'd be great. I do a lot of yelling in this place. I really don't mean to. So anyway, um, we got my pops here. Uh, you guys are talking. Uh, blah, 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 blah. He said, uh, I'm, you're in Arizona. You, uh, you, you grew up in Portchester. Uh, family still back in New York. Cool, man. All right, cool, man. I, I see you, Lifetime Sports. I, I got to catch up with the chat. Uh, my, my pops is telling this whole government here. He's from, he's from Bushwick. Obi's from Bushwick. Okay. You know, he spent a lot of time in Bushwick, him traveling around with his dad and stuff. Hoop dreams and stuff. You know, uh, you know, I hate when they say, yo, we grew up in this, we grew up here, whatever, man. You know, just say the areas. You know, Bushwick. My pops is not afraid to say where, he, where he's from. And right now, Bushwick is actually, like, gentrified now. The block that my pops grew up on is completely gentrified. The building that he grew up in, that his family grew up in, is completely um, gutted, and they turned it into – it looks beautiful. i actually been, been in the building uh, a couple of times just to just to kind of just look. I, I haven't seen an apartment, but just to look around on the inside, just the way that it used to look, the way that it used to smell, is totally gone from there, man. So, like, the soul from the neighborhood in Bushwick is definitely gone. You know, there's still – Bushwick is still Bushwick. 
you know, but for the most part, like you've seen people over there at four o'clock in the morning walking their dogs and stuff. You know, back in the days, it just wasn't the thing, man. You know, so it's real interesting, man. So shout out to to Obi Topman. Um, you know, he's from Bushwick, I guess. You know, families um around that area. Uh, it is what it is. We got um, <laughs> man, like you said, main show the damn game. I would show you, I would show the game, but if I showed the game, I would be kicked off the same way that YouTube um channel was cooked was um cooked um kicked off. You know, YouTube, the algorithms, the computers and stuff that they have going on there, they they um they're quick to to kick people off off if if you show any kind of content um for for too long. Even if you show it for a little uh, a little while, the, there's a little delay with these computers, and the computers will will catch you and you get kicked off. I already got warned a couple times playing too much audio, you know, and I also got warned a couple times by by actually playing some of the game. You know, so I played little clips of the game and stuff, and I was thank you, sweetheart. And I, I was able to um to do that, but then I, I got um you know instantly got an email from YouTube warning me about doing shit like that, man. So you know it is what it is. Yeah, my pops is um is already got almost um double his career. Cause I think I think my dad did, he must have did like twenty five years or so. You know, so he already is almost at twenty five. He got fifteen years retired. So that's that's ahead of the game there, man. So shout out to my pops, really um killing the game there. Uh, Sean Marion, yep. I, I, you know, I, I'm glad you like that, man. Um, uh, he played, yeah, he had good competition, but Marion played the the three though. No, um, when he when he played in Phoenix, he was actually the four. He didn't play the three in Phoenix. He played the four in Phoenix, and Amari was the five. You know, so he did play a lot, a lot of four, a lot of playing a lot of defense against bigger players throughout his career, throughout the prime of his career, I should say, in Phoenix. You know, back when he when he played for Dallas, he played power four too, but mostly three, in um in Dallas. You know, because of um, Dirk Nowitzki and stuff like that. But in his prime, like I said, uh, Sean Marion played a lot of power forward just standing next to Mario Stoudemire at center. You know, so, you know, it, it is what it is with that. But um, Obi Toppin has to figure out, has to have a game like like Marion, because Marion still got 20 and 10 when he played. But um, he 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 got the 20 and 10 by, be, by being able to get to the spots faster than everybody else because he's that much more athletic. You know, so my my wife hooked it up, man. So my television is um is actually playing the game, um you know. And uh, you know, it, sh it should be good, man. This is the only thing you you're gonna see me look away from the screen because you know I'm actually looking at the big screen here. You know, there's a lot of evolution going on here. Like I said, I got a new I got some new equipment here. Uh, now I just made a decision that you know the the computer that I'm using is is obsolete and I need to upgrade the computer. So um look out for me um you know changing the computer setup again. And um, you'll probably see uh, me a lot more clearer and hear me a lot more clearer once I do that, you know. So um, I, I definitely have to um, to start upgrading this equipment a little bit better. But listen, man, you know, if, if you guys want to support the podcast, you know, I know you guys do the super chats from time to time, but there is a, a, a what do you call it, a cash app thing in the, in the corner. Help support the podcast, man. Most of the stuff that that I, that I get from from the, from the show, I, I do to um, to help make the podcast better. As you can see, um, you know, State is on the channel all the time. I sent him a link tonight. I don't know if he's gonna pop in tonight on the show, but he might pop in a little bit later, you know. But um, State likes to pop in at the end so he could talk and and do like a post game type of thing. So we, we might see a post game today on um, on this stream, you know, with State. But um, you know, uh, State is a part of it, so so me and State are are gonna split some some um some revenue and things of that nature, and other people too that they're gonna get involved, you know. So it is what it is. So to keep that thing going, man, you know, continue to support. Um, you know, the pie by by liking, subscribing, and that type of thing. You know, and if you can go a little bit further, you know, uh, you know, you got the 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 um, what do you call, cash up in the corner, and you also got the super chat. So if you want to be 
able to support in that way, you know, I definitely would appreciate it because it's definitely going to go right back into the podcast, you know, to make things better. You know, but like, you know, aside from the from the big monetary donations, the, the like is enough. You know, definitely like the podcast. That's definitely more than enough. Anyway, so the Knicks are coming back now. So uh, right now on the screen, it says 83 to 81. You know, on my screen, uh, it's only 83 to, to 80. So I like um, RJ driving to the basket, getting contact. That's what he's been doing his whole career since he was a kid. Driving, getting contact, and being able to finish off of contact. Uh, what I would like to see him do, I know my pops agrees. I would like to see him stick a stick a mid-range jump shot. You know, come into the paint and get, give me a 10-foot, 8-foot jump shot here and there. You know, instead, instead of these floating hook shots that he does, you know, or just like um these like runners that he always tries to do, um you know I would like him to just drop his drop his feet and then pull up. That's what Glenn Rice used to do. Uh, even Joe Johnson, all these guys like that, they used to be they used to be able to get into the paint, stop and pull up. You know, Bernard King was the master at that. You know, so the art of um stopping and, and pulling up on 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 the on the drive. Um, Allen Houston used to do it. You know, I think RJ will really benefit a lot by having that part of his game because if he does do that, the defense is going to have to expect it. And then, then now you could freeze your opponent, and then that, that'll, that'll open up more drives to the basket because they'd be expecting you to pull up. So if you don't pull up and you keep going, you know, that, that adds a nice little mix to the game. So, you know, I would love for, for RJ Barrett to really figure that out, get his peoples in there to really um, to do that, to help this game out. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys are funny, man. Yeah, salute to my, to my wife. She's a, some, she's a piece of work. Very nice lady. Yeah, my pops, you only worked for 21 years, pops? Yeah, so you almost beat the system. Six more years, pops, and, and you beat the Simpson. The Simpson. You beat the Simpson. The, I still said it. <laughs> you beat the system. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's up, pops. Wish we could build. Yeah, man. So the Knicks finally took the lead. It's 85 to 83. So it's going to be one of those games. Uh, the third quarter was not the third quarter of death. The third quarter was actually, uh, you know, the Knicks... Um, kicking ass here. So uh, just now, Jericho Sims just made a, a poor defensive play. He just jumped out, and um, and Trey Young took advantage of it. The only person, the only thing that that that's annoying me is, of course, Tom Thibodeau. They're showing a the replay here. Look at um Tom Thibodeau's um uh, reaction. A as that's happening, he's yelling for somebody to go inside, right? And then as soon as um Jericho makes that that play, the overreaction. You know, Tom Thibodeau makes the overreaction. What what Jericho Sims did? Okay, Jericho Sims made a rookie mistake. It's not it wasn't that serious. It wasn't that serious, you know. So to the point where where does your whole energy changes and you're just completely focused on him? Listen, man, I I don't appreciate coaches like that. You know, I know there's a certain way, you know, a certain style. I know Obi Top, not Obi Top, and um, I know this guy Jericho Sims could take that type of coaching, but my approach, I wouldn't do it that way. Of course, you gotta acknowledge it. You gotta you gotta tell him, yo, come on, what are you doing? But they listen, just a different way to do it. You don't, you don't need to intimidate him, you know, you know, stare him down and, and, um, you know, cause I feel like he's still staring him down now and talking to him as the game is going on. Like, come on, cut it out. And anyway, we get a last shot here. We got, um, 14, it's about like a, like a four second differential on the shot clock. Uh, it's setting up offense, trying to get on the inside. Nice little play for, for Gallo there to give Trey Young a nice little drive. He was able to get a nice little drive there. Oh man, Trey Young almost got almost stole the ball from RJ. RJ gets fouled uh, right at the foul line there, so he's gonna get some free throws. But uh, Trey Young is nice, man. But shout out to Gallo. Um, the way that uh, the Knicks use Obi Toppin in the corner to shooting those threes, what what makes it work? Like my background is falling. So what what makes it work is um is Gallo's ability to to dribble. 
you know, so if um if um you know Obi Toppin was able to to get some of that dribble thing going on, you know, the same way that that Gallo does, yeah, you got the three point shot. You don't have to shoot it. You could fake it and get that little snake dribble thing going on, you know, to try to get something happening. Um, Obi Toppin is definitely way more athletic than than Gallo, so he's gonna be able to get to the rim. So I, I would like to see him create more in that way. You know, hopefully you guys can hear me good. So anyway, with this end of the third quarter. Uh, that wasn't the third quarter depth. That was actually the Knicks kicking ass in that that um that third quarter. Let's check out the game summary for for that to see what this what the score was there. So right now it's basically uh you know the Knicks were Knicks was um was winning thirty four to thirty, uh thirty four to to twenty four in this, in the second quarter with Atlanta being up, and then now we take back over by by going thirty one and 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 twenty three. So it's this a seesaw battle today. You know, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. So now the fourth quarter, who's going to be the the um the the team to come out on top? So the momentum, like here, leading at the end of the quarter. I know the Knicks took the lead, but it seemed like Atlanta had the had the momentum. So leading into the fourth quarter, we know Tom Thibodeau is not not good at um game management. I bet you he's going to spend most of this um this break in in the in the quarters between the third and fourth quarter um yelling at at um Jericho Sims about that same play. You know, so you know since since we know that about Tom Thibodeau and he's probably going to waste most of the time yelling at. Jericho Sims in front of everybody. Um, chances are Atlanta Hawks are probably going to start the fourth quarter on a run. You know, so let me get the score back up there. So that's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting that Atlanta Hawks is going to start this fourth quarter off with a run, and we're going to be shaking our heads about why, you know, why Obi, excuse me, why um, Tom Thibodeau is the way that he is. Yo, shout out to Marvel, man. Marvel's really kicking ass with all the TV shows. For those that that um that are watching the thing now, they're showing the um uh, 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 a trailer. For Disney Plus show um, Moon Knight, so a lot of people don't know who the hell Moon Knight is. Even um, diehard uh, comic fans don't even know who the hell Moon Knight is, man. So that this is a treat here for somebody like me that um, that's familiar with Moon Knight and the whole story and stuff like that. So now people get to really see this ex- obscure character that they made by accident that ended up becoming like a, like a fan favorite in comics. Still look like a virtual underground kind of player, kind of uh, kind of uh, uh, character. And um, we're gonna get a whole like um rundown, man. He's definitely probably gonna be part of the Avengers. They seem like they're building like a like a street level team with the Avengers, supernatural team. You can you can see that they got Blade coming. You know they got um the Black Knight coming. Um, also you know they, we, if you saw the Eternals, a couple other street level characters. Uh, Spider Man is part of that. Yeah, you know, I don't know what they're gonna do with um with Venom. I don't know what they're gonna do with um with Morbius when that comes out. So I mean, there's a lot of street level um characters that that um that can handle like the, the whole vampire stuff, the whole supernatural thing, the whole street element with um Hawkeye and um and freaking um Kingpin and Daredevil and stuff like that. So there's gonna be definitely a lot of street level stuff going on in Marvel, man. So Moon Knight is definitely gonna start the next level with that whole um supernatural, you know, vampires, you know, werewolves that type of stuff, man. So that's gonna be pretty dope. So anyway, yeah. He had that crazy looking shot. Absolutely, same thing like Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin shot is it, it, it looks good, but he doesn't make it, you know. But um, the thing that even though Marion's shot was crazy, Marion still shot like thirty two percent from from three, you know, a lot of a lot of his career, you know. Yeah, Moon Knight is dope, um, Gerald, Man, for for those that don't really don't really know too much about it, I think I forgot what what comic he appeared in, but it was supposed to be like a one shot kind of kind of deal. But the the fans loved it, and then they build a you know Marvel is really great at building backstories for for the characters. So you know, you know, throughout the years, a lot of people were comparing him to Batman, the way that he has all those gadgets and stuff. But there's a supernatural element to it, you know, where it's just not Batman, 
is just not just super rich and then he just like a guy that's obsessed he's basically the tom Thibodeau of superheroes that's what batman is but uh, moon knight is a little bit more than that you know he, he's he has a lot of things going on so for those that are not really too sure about the character don't really know much about it just watch the show they'll probably um give you a whole rundown of his backstory so it's, it's interesting man so hope you guys really enjoy that you know that'll be dope so um here goes jo joseph um joseph john thank you for tuning in again my brother I, i've been seeing you pop in a lot too i really appreciate you um uh, you said any idea why we stopped attacking trey ask tom Thibodeau, man i know you're gonna read the rest of what you said um ask tom Thibodeau. tom Thibodeau um has um game plans that he just disappears from the game plan at, at, right in the middle of the game so you know tom Thibodeau's crazy man he, he needs to be stopped he needs to be fired you know i don't know how you go from play to play don't know what you're doing how do you start the game and don't know what's going on you know you don't know what's going on from from game to game um now right now we we, we started the fourth quarter you got Todd gibson um rj's out there we got quickly's out there i feel like i haven't seen quickly in forever we got um uh jericho sims is there and i see grimes in the top of the screen so grimes is another another dude that i haven't seen in a while so right now um uh offensively uh the knicks are trying to run the offense through rj but they're making him do too much dribbling yeah if if rj has a problem um bringing the ball up give the ball to quickly you know quickly's uh, literally a point guard man so you know uh, he's a he's literally um trained to be a point guard his whole career his handle is way better than rj so why are you making rj doing all this extra dribbling you know give the ball to iq to get the ball up the court rj can't get the ball up the court man you know so let let um let iq get the ball up the court and then give it to RJ and then let RJ run the offense. You know, let, let, let's not make give um you know RJ the same pressure that, that Randall has. You know, Randall has all that pressure to bring the ball up the court and do everything. Don't do that to RJ. That's exactly what's happened. That's exactly what we're seeing. You know, so um, you know, that, that's part of your question. And so um in, in the first half, Grand Anthony said um New York is making switches to isolate Trey and it's working. Yeah, absolutely. They they were doing a great job isolating him, but at the same time, you know, Trey Young had like 20. What 25, 27 points in the first half? So I mean, even though it was working, he still was able to get on you know, the, the points that he needed to get. You know, um, how are we gonna win this game? Is that we we got, we got to stop other guys from scoring? So Bogdanovic, we um, we got to keep him stuck where he is right now. He can't score anymore. And um, really, Atlanta doesn't have anybody else that can that can really score the basketball outside of Gallo, outside of the pick and roll plays that they, that they do. There's nobody else that really that really can um can do anything. You know, Gallo doesn't have the quickness to, to get separation anymore. Uh, Huerta is kind of limited as well. So, you know, they're going to take advantage of mismatches right now. That, that's what uh, McMillan is doing. Nice little step back um, a jump shot there from Gallo. Uh, good rebound from their center. You got RJ guarding the center. Here he goes full, full length of the court going right at three defenders. He looked like Julius Randle just now. He just attacked three defenders just now. You know, to the basket. That's what our that's what Julius Randle does. So I mean, the game plan, you know, is is um, it's not it does not have nothing to do with to with Randle. It's everything to do with Tom Thibodeau. Because right now, Tom um R J is in the same position that Randle's that Randle's in most games. You know, and it just doesn't work. You know, so right now you, you can see R J is is um is struggling. He he doesn't got stripped. You know, because he's not a ball handler, and they got him bringing the ball off the court. Atlanta sees that, and they they sent the defenders after him. You know, to 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 disrupt the on um, the dribble, and um, you know, on a fast break, they got him attacking three men on the break with no with no idea what to do on the, on the fast break. Just send him RJ to to the paint, uh, with three defenders there and and no outlets to the corners. No, there's no rhyme or reason on how to get buckets. You know, it sucks, man. You know, but it's definitely Julius Randle. I mean, not Julius Randle, definitely Tom Thibodeau. Uh, good defense on Huerta on the inside. Nice interior pass. 
to their center. I think they got that um that uh that young guy there. I forgot his name. He's out there right now. Uh, but you know, we, we, we get killed um rebounding wise because we just don't have guys in proper positions. Um, the Knicks are, are rocking uh four shooting guards and Taj Gibson. No, excuse me, Sims is there. I see Sims there. Uh, Jericho Sims. You got Deuce McBride. He goes quickly, just launches a three, makes it. You know, so shout out to quickly, able to keep that lead going, man. So the Knicks are, are still up by nine. But um, just by the way that they're playing, the Atlanta Hawks has that number. It's just that um, they just can't score on their side of the basketball either. So that, that's good for good for the Knicks. Shout out to Shaw. What's good, Mr. Shaw? Uh, what else you saying there, Shaw? Um, the team looks good without Randall. Yeah, I think so. The team does look good without Randall, but but you know, like I said, the team does look good without Randall. But RJ is the one that's in the Randall role now. So like I said, the last last two plays they were RJ Barrett. Um, you 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 can see um, you know where Julius Randall goes wrong because that's part of the game plan. You know, because now um RJ is going to be the the head of the thing that they're since Randall's not here. So now you're going to start seeing a lot of the stuff that that um, Randall gets himself involved in. Um, RJ is going to be involved in it now because they're basically doing the same um, type of things there. So th that's one thing I, I want to point out too, right? I, I said it on Twitter, right? But um, but this is like a famous thing. Heavy, heavy is the head that wears the crown. You know that that's like a, a massive um, you know, uh, quote there. Um, basically, if if you're the if you're going to be the man, you, it's basically more money, more problems. Same thing with that the Biggie said. You know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. So I mean, listen. If you if you delete RJ Barrett, excuse me. If you delete Randall out of here, RJ Barrett is going to be the lead guy. You know, so everyone that loves RJ Barrett now, in a year or two, they're they're probably going to be one of the, one of the traders ass who just like um Randall. You know, because uh now RJ is going to be in that role, especially under Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is, like really uh, makes his, his his star player super high usage for no reason. You know, so adding more responsibility to RJ, where RJ's um is now being frantic and frazzled. You know, um, because he has to do everything. You know, you know, Tom Tilda puts the star in that position to do everything. You know, that that's gonna be a big problem, man. You know, can can um RJ handle it? He might handle it a little bit better as far as attitude wise that than Randall will, but he's gonna be caught in the same situations that Randall's been been in. You know, like like I said, um RJ can handle it better, but the stress of that in the in the, in the manner of which Tom Thibodeau doesn't take advantage of anybody's uh gifts or anybody's talents you know like, like i said rg just ran into a triple team just now he just got stripped by the center because he doesn't have a handle you know why are you making rj bring the ball to the court you know give it to your point guard let the point guard bring the ball to the court and then hand the offense over to rj let rj do what he does you know that that's what any other smart coach would do but tom Thibodeau is like yo you're my star you got the ball you go ahead you know that, that's basically the old hero ball style of basketball the um Michael Jordan style of basketball that 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 um that people been been copying since the late nineties, you know, since the excuse me, since the early nineties, they've been copying the, the Jordan style. You know, not everybody can be LeBron James, man. LeBron, LeBron James took it to the next level as far as being a high usage player, being able to do everything and still stay healthy throughout all his um 20, 20 years of playing basketball. You know, it's it's like um even uh you know CP3 is the same the same thing. Give the ball to your star, let your star dictate everything. But listen, not everybody's built like that. Not everybody's built like that. You have to take advantage of of the game of basketball to get um to get your your players in a successful position, you know. So Tom Thibodeau is just not it, man. I just don't get it. Yeah, the ball, you know, definitely the ball is moving. But like I said, 
from quarter to quarter, possession to possession, we keep going back to the same um, style of basketball. Style of basketball, giving the ball to um to Randall and letting him, you know, piss the game away. And that's you know, I'm interested to see how this game finishes. But um, you know, that little sequence there just tells you right there, you know, that it's not it's not Randall all the time. Randall, you know, makes it worse with his attitude. Definitely, he's a sore loser. You know, but it's definitely the game plan with Tom that that Tom Thibodeau is making everything worse than it needs to be. You know. Uh, Brixton Evan Forney about to come in soon. Absolutely. You know. Deuce McBride is out there. You know, if you're gonna have Deuce McBride, the guy, the kid got 18 assists in the in the G League. You know, um, you don't get 18 assists by accident. If you get 18 assists, that means you could play. So I mean, you know, having having um him bring the ball up or not even bring the ball to him, having um the the forwards and the, and everybody else bring the ball up except the point guard, you know, you emasculated a dude from from um, what he does best. If he if he gets if he can get 18 assists in the G League or any level of basketball, that means that you could you can see the floor and you can pass the ball. So right now, uh, Deuce just brought the ball up. He's standing on on a on a on an island. He gives the ball to Taj Gibson. Now he's running to the corner. Right now, uh, Jericho's uh, excuse me, uh, Quentin Grimes has the ball at the top of the key, doing pick and roll with Sims. And here goes Deuce Bride in the corner, waiting waiting to get the three point um, the three point shot. He didn't make it. But listen, that's opposite. You know, really, Grimes should have been in that position to get the three, and Jericho Sims should have been at the top of the key making that decision there. You know, so you know, Tom Tibble got everything fucked up, man. He got shooting guards being point guards. He got, you know, centers um getting the ball at the top of the key. You know, it's just crazy. It was Jericho Sims. I'm not gonna be on Grimes there with a put a pull up jump shot. He might have got um got a piece of that. Uh, Knicks got back on defense there on transition. Pretty good. We got we got a younger set of guys here. You know, Todd Gibson's out there also. Um, Gallo got caught in the switch. Um, just when Bright was unable to to um to close out, but you know. Gallo's like six foot eleven, six ten, six eleven. You know, so Jericho Sims is not gonna be able to close out on a guy like that. Uh, here we go quickly running the offense, and there goes Jericho Sims back to the corner. The guy that got eighteen assists in the G League is in the corner waiting for a three. Here goes Jericho Sims out there standing at the three point line. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then they they get they do like a little pick and roll type of thing, and then um, and then you know they give a shovel pass to Jericho Sims because he wasn't ready for it. You know, and then now Jericho Sims ends up by the three-point shot. You know, so, um, you know, you can see Tom Thibodeau is pissed off. He's more pissed off at, at Sims, but he just called for a sub to get Sims out of there. That's not really Sims' problem. That's not Sims' fault. But, but like I said, to start that play, Sims was in the corner. What the fuck is Sims, the, the center, doing in the corner waiting to get a three-point shot? You know, and then now you're putting him in a position where he has to do a pick and roll in that spot. He's not ready for that. You know, and, and the way they're using him, he's not ready for that. Mitch Robinson is coming back in the game now. You know, this is the way that, that Tom Thibodeau wants to play. So we're losing the lead. I see uh, Mitch coming back. I don't know who's sitting next to him. I think I think it might be Burks. So um, Tom Thibodeau is pissed. The only person that he's going to yell at right now is Jericho Sims. So uh, where's Jericho Sims? He's sitting down. He walked right over to Jericho Sims and said some smart shit to him. You know, the, the, the reason why um, the, that, that play got messed up is not because of Jericho Sims. You know, Tom Thibodeau really needs to look in the mirror at the way that he runs this, this team. You know, the, the, this whole that whole sequence there was not completely Jericho Sims' on fault. Jericho Sims was put in the spots that, that, that Tom Thibodeau told him to be in. Him standing in the corner waiting for the three, Um, his, his option right there is to pass it off. He did the right thing. He gave it to the ball handler. He cleared out, and he was going to um, go out to the perimeter because that's what Tom Thibodeau wants him to do. 
but the ball handler decided to make a shovel pass over to Jericho Sims that um that there was a thread the needle type of thing, and Jericho Sims wasn't even looking to do that. He was looking to to um to get the other action going that Tom Thibodeau wants him to do. You know, so so in that case, now now the play is broken. So now because you you want Jericho Sims to set that pick uh, in in the um in the left corner, now um Jericho Sims gets stuck in the right corner getting the ball. Now he has to turn around and, and shoot a three point shot because um, the shot clock is is now um at the end. All of that is not Jericho Sims' fault. You know, the, the simple fact that you got Jericho Sims standing in the corner, that's the reason. That's the fucking fault there. You know, Jericho Sims is doing what, it, what Tom Thibodeau want, been, it wants him to do in the game plan. You know? So, um, anyway. Uh, facts. Um, RJ goes, goes, <laughs> yeah, to the hole and gets fouled. That part of the game, you're like, yeah, I, I agree with that. But listen, uh, Randall does the same thing. Randall does the same exact thing that RJ is doing right now. Nothing, nothing different. The difference is that that uh, Randall is is an emotional, like um, you know, I I I can't even say a nice word about it. He's just super emotional, super sore loser, complaining to the rest of that type of thing. You're not gonna see that with RJ, you know, um, you know, through frustration, and if that continues to happen, you know, you might start seeing that out of RJ because it, it, it was so much you could take getting getting abused like that every every night, you know, um, it's you know, like I said, it's not because of the refs, it's not because of the opposing's defense. It's because of the way that Tom Thibodeau has the offense running through these guys. You know, he's definitely has, has too much responsibility. We have too much talent on the roster for, for RJD to be subjected to all of that responsibility. You know? So it is what it is. Uh, Kenneth Hayes, he's thinking, thanks for the pod. <laughs> I got you, man. Uh, Holcomb, shout out to Holcomb. Uh, it's the offense system. So, yeah. It's the game plan. This is the game plan. This is what Tom Thibodeau wants these guys to do. Just for, like I said, you know, all you need to know, all you all you need to ask yourself is why is Obi Toppin not Obi Toppin, um, Jericho Sims standing in the corner? Why is he at the bottom of the screen in the corner waiting for a a, a pass to come to him? You know, it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then on top of that, all the other players are perimeter guys. So 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 because of the way the offense is, Jericho Sims is in the corner. Meanwhile, he's being surrounded by four perimeter guys. You know, a uh, shout out to to um. You know, to uh, what's the name? Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson can shoot the three. You know, so you know, so that's why I say perimeter guys. Anyway, ah man, yeah, that's true about Randall. Yeah, I get that. But the the point is, is that Tom Tibble's offense just doesn't work. You know, because Randall again, too much stuff going on. Uh, to give the ball to Todd Gibson in the corner to shoot the three. Todd Gibson made it, but I think he stepped out of bounds, so it didn't count. Or did it count? I'm not sure if it counted, and I can't really hear. But, um, you know, what what kind of play is that for RJ to drive the basket to give the center a three-point shot? It doesn't make no sense, you know? Well, all the shooters that we got out there, why is, oh, um, why is uh, the, the play to give Todd Gibson a three-point shot in the corner? You know what I'm saying? But let's blame Jericho Sims, right? Um, Atlanta Hawks, their idea of basketball, old school, made take advantage of the mismatch. That's what they did there with Gallo. Nice little turnaround jump shot on R.J. Barrett. Now he goes, R.J. Barrett has to guard the big, the, the power forward on the other team. And then here he is, they has to bring the ball up on the other side too. So shit is crazy, man. Uh, right now, Jericho Sims should have been the one on that action to give maybe R.J. an, an easy shot. 
But instead, Tom Thibodeau has RJ bringing the ball up the court and then giving the ball up. That shouldn't be. It should be the point guard doing that. Here we go again with them taking advantage of the, of the mismatch where Bogdanovich just took um, IQ off the dribble and almost laid it up right at, right at the rim, you know, right underneath um, underneath IQ. See, look, look at this move here. Nice little spin move from Bogdanovich. But Mitch Robinson has to waste all this energy to come in there and block the shot. And then now the Atlanta Hawks is able to get the offensive rebound, Alkongu. You know, so it, it, it takes, um, you know, guys out to play. Mitch Robinson had to come over to block that shot. But now at least his man wide open. And now, look, he's getting free throws. Because you have to foul him now on the inside. Because he, now he, he's going he's gonna to make an easy, easy dunk. So there's a lot of things that we do on the court that's, that's just, it just messes up the game. It brings a lot of extra stress on, on the team there. You know, and, you know, Tom Tibble's a fraud, man. I'm tired of talking about it. You know, I, I don't want to talk about our players anymore. Because I feel like our players are playing extremely hard trying to win in this style of play. I feel like they haven't given up on, on, um, on Tom Thibodeau. You know, so th- I think that needs to be said. Our players haven't given up on Tom Thibodeau, even though the, his coaching is, ter- is terrible. You know, they're still playing extremely hard for Tom Thibodeau. So th- that's not really a testament to um, Tom Thibodeau's coaching. It's really a testament to, to the, um, the, 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 the freaking fortitude, the testicular fortitude of the players that we have on the roster. So if you were to get, if you, if you were to get a coach that sees the game a little bit better, um, I think these guys would definitely excel. Because the uh, the personnel, IQ, Mitch, and all these guys, the, these guys are still locked into the game. So if you had a better basketball mind in charge of all these guys on, on the court, you know, maybe add a couple other uh, more um, veteran, uh, you know, um, you know, tough guys to take care of um, the, the the team out there to to be leaders out there. If we could continue to add more players like that, we, we we'll be fine. I think. And here we go, um, RJ. You know, just standing on the island with Bogdanovich. He gets a little flip pass to IQ. It's crazy. Look, Todd Gibson's there. Mitchell Robinson fighting all by himself. It's just crazy. Yeah, the Knicks are very lucky they still have the lead right now. Uh, so what what I was saying, I, I was saying that that um in the beginning of this of this fourth quarter, that um Atlanta was going to try to go on a nice little run. They tried to. The Knicks are are actually playing is playing as hard as they could play. Atlanta Hawks is just not able to to capitalize offensively on Aaron. They have their own issues. You know, but uh, right now this game is really close. Right now we are actually in, in actually in crunch time. Uh, five minutes and twenty two seconds left in the game. We are in crunch time, ninety nine to ninety six. So um, you know, Atlanta's starting to put the starters in there. Ta- um, Trey Young is in there. Uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed, Trey Young wasn't in the game this whole time. So the opposing coach, um, Nick McMillan, put your starters in in about the five minute mark. That's what you do. Uh, Tom Thibodeau will, will start putting starters in in th- three minutes left. You know, eight minutes, got your starters in there, now you can't take them out. But Nate McMillan got Trey Young down in the sweet spot about five minutes and 22 seconds. That's 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 great coaching. Now, here you go. Nice, easy bucket. Almost gave it to, almost got a nice, easy bucket to Capella. Good steal by Mitchell Robinson. Feels Trey Burke brings the ball up the court. Nice little crossover. He's in a triple team, and he pulls up over a triple team and still hits the jump shot. You know, one-on-one to 96. A game like this, the way that Tom Thibodeau has these guys going... This is why Tom Thibodeau relies on, on the veterans so much because the veterans could could uh, function in, in this madness that's happening here. You know? Nick's got, got confused just now in the backdoor play there. But, I mean, Trey Young sees the floor. So Trey Young is going gonna, is gonna, to um, take advantage of backdoor stuff like that. So there we go. Shooting up, running point. You got Alec Burke here. Uh, pick from Mitchell Robinson. He doesn't take the pick. He goes around it. 
uh, two pull-up jump shots in the paint by Alec Burke. So that, that's just veteran, um, veteran play there. You know, there's no play. You know, he just gets into the paint and pulls up out of his own strength and hits um, two pull-up jump shots in the paint. Meanwhile, Trey Young is getting guys easy buckets. Bogdanovich drives against Mitch. Um, wasn't able to get the shot going because of the intimidation, but he did get fouled. So, um, spoiler alert on the screen, it's going to be 103 to 100. So, Bogdanovich is going to make both of these free throws. Right now, if you look at everybody, Mitch Robinson is stressed. You can see the stress level on him. RJ's kind of throwing his hands up every every play. Um, he's got his hands on his hips, breathing heavy. He looks frustrated. Todd Gibson is arguing with the refs. You know, Burke's got his hands on his knees and he just got back in the game. <laughs> you know? And meanwhile, Atlanta Hawks, everybody's standing up. The whole Atlanta Hawks team, everybody's standing up straight. You know, these guys are not not tired. They're ready to go. They're ready for the fourth quarter. You know, just take a look at the body language. Everyone likes to get at um, Randall about his body language. Take a look at the Knicks' body language. It has nothing to do with um, with the attitude that, that Randall displays, but it has everything to do with the frustration, the mental frustration that Tom Thibodeau puts these guys on. So um, I'm looking at 103 to one to, to 100. I'm at the four-minute mark now. Burks is um, doing loosey-goosey dribble with Mitchell Robinson. There's an offense to nowhere. Gives it to RJ. Superficial pick. Now RJ has to go one-on-one. RJ doesn't have really good one-on-one uh, -on -one moves. There he goes driving, gets into the paint, and with his with his uh, running hook shot, is easily blocked by Capella. Come on, man. Easily blocked. And he goes um, Bogdanovich getting right into his office, getting to the paint, turn around, jump shot over quickly. The score is 103 to 100. I think I just saw State. Remember I told you guys State likes to come in at the end? So State just tried to pop in. He's popping in now. You know, State likes to come in at the end here, so I see him popping in. What's up, Moe? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got it. Don't know. Yeah, man. So State got the got the he got the power to pop in anytime he wants to now. So that, that was kind of dope. You popped in and then pop yourself right on the right on the stream, like boop, hello. Yeah, what's up? What's up, everybody? Now this is goody though. This is if we lose this game, I don't give a damn. I like everything I've seen tonight. Everybody played well in the ball move. Really? The first time ever. Yeah, like I, I don't know. <laughs> that I, first I, think you, you cap, I think you get you capping with that, man. You think the Knicks well, are playing good right now? You I like think they're playing well. I think they're playing well. I think I think this is a game I could I could literally say to myself, I don't even care if we lose, bro. It's certain things that I seen tonight that I'm like, yeah, that's what I like to see. And the ball moved. It moved way more than I've ever seen it before. I think I think you're mad exaggerating with that. I don't. I don't see the ball moving like that. Right now, the game is basically the same game that's always been happening. Right now, the, the um is, is Atlanta up right now? No, it's one hundred three to one hundred two. You know, so this is a typical Knicks game here. We might actually lose the game like like we normally do. I'm, to me, I don't think anything is happening this different than has been happening before. I'll tell you the truth. No. Play individual young players is having great. Wow, Mitchell Robinson. Individual young players is having great nights tonight. But the main thing is Alec Burks and Evan Fournier. Um, played a great third quarter while the kids was making mistakes and then we had a, a, a beautiful 10-point comeback so that that was good to see so basically like from what i'm seeing burks played burks is playing well tonight so it looks like the knicks offense is probably functioning better on a regular and plus i'm just not watching julius randy post-ups so it's not really that slow but I'm hoping he could watch this game and, and see how the ball moves 
the ball moved, particularly in that first quarter. I don't know about the, these three quarters, but that first quarter, the ball moved a lot. So I, I hope he can see that and, and just play better, play a better game. Give him a day off. I like that he got a day off. Oh, my God, that's a bad shot. Yeah, we we uh, definitely see the game way different, Dave. Like, to, to me, I, I feel like I feel like everything is basically the same. You know, Obi Toppin right now, we haven't seen Obi Toppin in forever. Tom Tibble just totally gave up on him. But outside of that, you know, Obi Toppin is not a part of the offense. We're just missing Randall. I, I feel like RJ has been been in the same stressful situations that Randall's been in, um, going um, one on three. You know, that that's actually Tom Thibodeau making him do that type of shit. You know, all, all those 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 stressful stuff that's happening. Um, he he got stripped a, a couple times. You know, bringing the ball up the court. You know, because it's it's just too much responsibility for RJ. When, yeah, when we he- have we have other guys that could take advantage of that. Yeah, he he yo, he was turning the ball over, and I'm just I'm just thinking to myself, <clears throat> I'm like, yo, this is why you gotta get me some guy who's an elite ball handler in the starting foul, man. We need a point guard so bad. He was doing stupid turnovers, but it's like to me, quickly he was doing stupid turnovers. Like everybody's doing stupid turnovers tonight, but I could take it from the kids. As long as they get minutes and they learning out there, I can't take that from Burks and them dudes. Like right now, like they just hit two straight threes. I'm kind of really not mad. It, you know, it's but check, it check, out, check out what happened just now. Um, just now, yeah. um, you know, Burks hit two two jump shots in the paint, right? A little yep. earlier. So now the, the second, just now, um, Burks just hit just um got caught um in, in the same area, and he had to he had to throw up another jump shot because the offense is dead. Here goes another thing here, uh, an illegal screen. By by Mitchell by Mitch Robinson just because of the way the offense is everything is all jacked up nobody knows what to do with it's the fourth quarter we should we should have a game plan now we're down by three we're not we're not down by by three because because of um Atlanta's so good we'd be down by three because I'm typical uh, got us playing um oh you know, three cool what should what should game say it, it says three oh my fault you're gonna be even more pissed <laughs> what happened Miscommunication, they got bombed for another three. It's just yeah, so maybe maybe because maybe because I seen quickly play so well tonight. I'm so happy for quickly tonight because he just finally came to play basketball. I'm a little like overzealous, but um Tim's offense is not creative at all. <laughs> I mean, hey, like if you it's not creative at all. Like, I don't understand how tonight is probably the first night. Like, I've seen multiple Mitchell Robinson moves in the paint. <laughs> Yo, Steve, me, and you, me and you definitely watching a different game, man. Me and you are definitely watching different different shit out there. I mean, hey, that drop step turnaround by Mitch, I've never seen that before because he rarely gets the ball under the cup. But listen, who, who was guarding him? Who was around him? Huerta was around him. A mismatch. You're supposed to get the ball. But it wasn't. It wasn't a mismatch where the Knicks created a mismatch. It was. It was awful. Awful like a broken play. And uh. And Quirtz just happened to be standing next to Mitch Robinson. You know. So it wasn't something that the Knicks took advantage of the mismatch. He just happened to get the ball. Uh. You know. With with somebody around him that can't control him. You You're talking about the play where where Evan passed it to him. Oh my God. Oh. No, it wasn't a pass. It, it was the same drop step move that you're talking about. That drop step move, it wasn't something that, that we orchestrated or we put together. That was just a broken play that Horta just ended up being, um, you know, standing behind Mitch Robinson. 
I just I've never seen I I never seen that move from him. I I like to see it more, but I don't I don't know, man. This this you gonna see what happens, man. I'm not even gonna say nothing. This well, my time stamp is one twenty three. So I mean, just now the same play we Knicks are running the same offense. We get the ball into the paint, and the Atlanta Hawks easily stripped it from us. And now Trey Young is just dissecting us right now. Yo, am I bugging? Did we see the Knicks run the same offensive play five straight times? Am I bugging? Since 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 Trey Young came in at five twenty two, we've been running the same play down the court the whole time. Why? Right. I know I'm not bugging. All right, cool. They go the same thing. Getting RJ to get into, get inside to to do something. No ball movement. RJ is looking to do a sweeping um hook, you know. And Atlanta Hawks just jump right into the lane and and um snatch it right from him. Stupid basketball. The, the one thing about Tibbs as a coach, it's like he's not teaching. But it's like the offensive fundamentals, like, quickly, and I'm looking at this play, like, quickly gets all the way to the cup. He has Capella trailing him. How are you not coaching this young man to see Mitchell Robinson right there? He's wide open. Like, that, you, I want to fire. Um, I'm, I'm good on this coach. Um, with a loss tonight, we are mathematically eliminated from playoffs. Seriously? Um, yes, because we're six games out. We're six games out. We're not going to make it. We're, we're not going to make the playoffs six games out from the 10th seed. And we expect for Atlanta to lose the rest of their games. So out of these next 10 games, the Knicks gotta win nine games. Nah, man. I I I would nah. Well, we'll say you know you always jumping around, but just now RJ Barrett just got just got the ball snatched from him. You know, I know. You know uh normally that would be Julius Randle in the same exact play. It would be Julius Randle in that same play getting the ball smacked out of his hands, but people would get mad because um Julius Randle is creating the turnover, yes. But RJ Barrett's in the same position. So it's not necessarily um Julius Randle making a stupid play. It's Tom Thibodeau putting these guys in positions where they have no business being. Very true, but I can't judge RJ the way I judge Randy because RJ is That's not fair. That's not fair. I mean, hey, he's Tom Thibodeau was running the offense, and now RJ is in Randall's spot in the same spot, making the same um um bad play. That's that mm-hmm. is Tom Thibodeau. I can't I can't put it on say Randall's twenty seven and Randall and um and RJ's twenty one. That's not that's that's not properly assessing the situation. All of them get blamed, right? But I'm blaming RJ less. He's 21. Randy is twenty one. Twenty one has nothing to do with the game, with, with the with the situation that is happening there. You know, the age has nothing to do with that. A nine year old pro vet supposed to know more than a twenty one year old, bro. Come on, bro. You can't but do that. Bro. Driving, I, driving, I, driving I, the I, basketball, I driving the basketball in a position yeah. where. Where like it's it's to no man's land with nobody cutting nobody whatever now now RJ's stuck in a spot where where he has to make a layup he has no no lane to it because they cut it off now he has to make a pass to nowhere because no one to pass it to and Atlanta Hawks steals it um that's not RJ Barrett's fault that's not if Randall was in that spot which he normally is that's not his fault either it's it's no, Tom Thibodeau's fault and has nothing to do with age I I kind of don't I I kind of disagree with that you know I kind of do man 
But all all three of them gets blamed. Chuck Tibbs, like, why are you putting those two in those type of positions anyway? Can you give them a screen? Like, stuff like that is stupid. You know RJ just graduated from having a three-year-old handle to an 11-year-old handle, man. You know that's not his game. I watched Nick Nurse in the, in the, in the Olympics use RJ way different. I'm praying to God that I get a new coach this summer because that this offense is is just shout out to Hoodie Vincent on the screen right now. Hoodie Vincent, they're using him as the as the sad Nick fan right now. <laughs> oh God! Shout yeah. out to Hoodie Vincent, man. I mean, hey man, this it is what it is, man. This I know this game mathematically eliminates us out of the playoffs. I know if I'm going to be losing, I'd rather just see the kids make mistakes. I'd rather see RJ just drive into three people and make that mistake or quickly just ball hog or do something stupid and, and cause a turnover. Like, I'd rather see that than, than watch my team lose and I'm watching vets get 30 minutes. It's, it's kind of pointless now. It's over. With this loss, it, it's now it's, now people got to stop talking playing. Listen, but that that makes sense if uh, if we if we were um, playing in, in if we were playing such a way where the where the coaches taking advantage of what we do, you know, um, typical got these guys, um, um, you know, uh, you know, playing frantic style of basketball. They don't know what to do. There's no game plan. But on the flip side, um, you know, um, the Atlanta Hawks record is not that great either. But look at this spacing. It has nothing to do with the point guard, but everything to do with the way that the, that the coach is taking advantage of the situation. If we had Trey Young, Trey Young would, would be standing in the corner with, with RJ and Randall dribbling the basketball. Woo! Quickly just drove to the basket, but it was basically a one-on-one move. One-on-one move. Another layer. Yo, talent, bro. Talent. I don't, yo, I, RJ, you could do all that. Yo, he just stat-padded OD. Oh, God. Like it's it's about talent too, bro. Like, but but versus Atlanta, you don't think that we have a similar talent in them, even without our, our Randall? When you have a guy like Trey Young already in the building, and like, I'm a, like I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a thousand. Like I know Trey, I'm, Trey Young right now is a better basketball player than RJ Barrett. Like he's better than everybody on our team. Like I'm gonna give that man's respect. RJ Barrett is good. Um, he. But he's not that level yet. Trey Young is an all star. I'm gonna give that man respect. But we don't have like a good cohesion. Like it, it, it's all over the place. Like Atlanta roster makes more sense. You got a wild defensive wing. You got a big. You got an offense who constantly has Trey Young. Yo, he ran. He pick and rolled us to death today. Um, you know, you you got that. You, it's tough, man. Even Trey Young had to go through his lumps. It's not like it's not like Trey Young came out here and he was winning games while he was putting up certain stats. You know, he was losing as well. But you know, Atlanta took a couple years. This guy drops 45 on us. Um, Alec Burks starting point guard. I don't understand how you do not give Deuce McBride more run. Like stuff like that is crazy. And Burks played well tonight, bro. It's not he, he didn't play trash. He didn't play trash. He played well tonight. But it's like, I don't need to see Burks play more than Deuce McBride. I don't care if Deuce getting killed, bro. I don't care if I, I don't care. I stopped caring after we was 12 games under 500, bro. 
everything that you're saying makes sense if if we were playing under a competent offense. We're, we're not playing against in a competent offense. There, there, there was a point where where uh, at one at one point where Todd Gibson I think had it and um and and um, freaking Grimes and these these guys are running offense at, at the top of the screen. Where was the point guard? Deuce Bright was standing in the corner. Um, Deuce Bright ended up getting the three point shot on that play. But but the point guard should not be the receiver on on, on any offensive play. You know he he should be the one running the offense at the top of the key. Um, you know, do, um, say Grimes should have been the one in the corner to get the three point shot. So everything is 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 jacked up. An- another play where where um where Jericho Sims messed up a, um a pick and roll. Well, it, before that, Jericho Sims was staying in the corner waiting to catch a three point shot. You know, yo, so yo yo I love- you know what I'm talking about? Yo, I look yo word two dog. Yo, I look. I say, yo, wait, yo, who that getting the ball at the three point line? And I look, I'm thinking it's Obi, but it was Jericho Sims doing the hand dribble handoff. I'm like, yo, this offense is stupid. Yeah, he, he, he's in the corner, he got the ball, and he did a dribble handoff, and then his the um the um the the offense is for Jericho Sims to come out, you know. But um, I I forgot who it was 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 it quickly? One of them they they did a shovel pass to Jericho Sims. But Jericho Sims, the um, the offense is not for him to, to to cut to the basket. The offense is for him to stay out. You know what I'm saying? So so, and then Tom Tibble is yelling at, at Jericho Sims on that play. But that's what he wants him to do. But at the end of that play, and Jericho Sims ended up um being at the top of the key, getting the three point shot, having to throw it up at the last second. But but who put him in that position to to even be involved in any of that stuff? That's that's all Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau, and. That's it's crazy because yo, I remember the play you're talking about. Yo, I thought that was Obi topping to the court. That's what so shocked me so much. Like when he got the ball, I'm like, yo, why is Sim standing at the three? And you want to know what's even more mind-boggling to me? You know, you're not making the goddamn playing tips. Why don't you encourage these guys to try new things? Right? If Sim's standing at the three, shoot it. <laughs> like, shoot it. You why yo yo he was so wide open he could have had a campfire over there even if he couldn't shoot threes shoot it you know you know who would have shot that shot Javel McGee <laughs> just shoot it you open Hot, like Tim stop having these guys play like 1990 centers bro like it's stupid yeah, but at the same time you don't want Jericho Sims in that position at all you don't want him at in that all. position you know? whether or not he should shoot it or not he should not even be in that position. I mean, let me throw something at you uh, with Atlanta uh-huh. Hawks. Before Nate McMillan got got the um got the um coaching um job, um who was the coach before Nate McMillan? It was in the same season. It was the the, the 2020 2021 season. It was your boy Lloyd Lloyd Pierce. Yes, Lloyd Pierce was was the coach in the beginning of that year. He was 14 and 20 with the same group, right? The second half of the year, Nate McMillan got them to 27 and 11. You know what? How what happened? Nate McMillan changed the offense simply in the middle of the season. He made them play differently, you know, made them play to their strengths. Now, now they play a wide open offense. Trey Young has all that space to move around. He doesn't have no stress. You know, he has no stress. He just goes and just plays his game because Nate McMillan opened up the game before Nick McMillan took over Lloyd Pierce. They were stressed out. You know, that team was completely stressed out. They, they didn't know how to get buckets. Uh, Trey Young didn't have no space. You know, they had no business getting in. You know, but but the coach um um puts guys in position to whatever. So I mean, if, if Tom Thibodeau was fired and fired when we were saying to fire him, you know, if somebody else took over, I think that we would right now we would we would have had the same jump that the Atlanta Hawks had last year, in my opinion, because it has to do with with putting guys in position 
and using the roster to its strengths. And, and Tom Thibodeau is completely not doing that, man. You know, and that, that's the prime example. Lloyd Pierce, when he when he was coaching, it was a totally different um, um, looking Atlanta Hawks team compared to the Atlanta Hawks team that we played in the, in the playoffs. It was two night and day teams, man. Same personnel. They didn't make no trades there, there, during that year. It was the same exact personnel. Totally different team. Um, I don't want to be the bad guy. But um, the Knicks really might have to take this L with that OB paper. Like, it comes to a point where he's 24. And I'm worried, personally. Um, he can't get no minutes behind Randall. I don't know how much better he could get. I know he I know he should not be used the way he's being used this season. He should never be standing at the three-point line. He should be always cutting to the basket. I don't understand why he's standing at the three-point line. It is just it's just stupid to me, like how you're not telling quickly and Obi to do pick and roll every play, or how you're not having Deuce McBride play on ball and pick and rolling with Jericho Sims. Don't they play the how the How do a G League coach have Deuce McBride and Sims look better on the G League team than Tibbs? I mean, when I say look better, I peeped at some of I peeped at some of those G League games, like rewatched them a little bit, and rewatched highlight clips of both Jericho Sims and Deuce McBride playing together. But their offense has more spacing, and Deuce McBride actually plays on ball. Ain't plays with strengths. Ain't plays pick and roll with Jericho Sims. Have you ever seen Deuce McBride or Jericho Sims run a pick and roll? That's the point I'm trying to make. Is it's the coach, you know, like 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 um like Julius Randle gets a lot of pressure. Julius Randle can't handle it, you know. That's number one. So it makes it look worse than than, than it needs to be. But but the simple fact is like like um like Tom Thibodeau, you have point guards. Like we need to get a point guard. We already have a guy that can get 18 assists in the G League. If you can get 18 assists on any level. You know, G League is one step below the um below um the NBA, I guess, right? Um, I, I guess it's similar to 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 um, college. Maybe it's similar to 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 the Euro League. You know, the way that that it's like a step below the, the NBA. It's still a professional league. If you get 18 assists in a professional league, you could play basketball, man. You are point guard. You know, so why can't we take advantage of that? Like like I said, it goes back to that, that same play. I believe it was it was definitely um uh, Quentin Grimes, and I forgot who the other player player was at the top of the key. These guys are, are doing a two man game. Where the point guard is standing in the corner waiting to get a three-point shot. That, that is absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It comes down to coaching. Like I said, with the Lloyd Pierce and Nate McMillan, you know, mm-hmm. two different coaching styles in the same year. You know, um, two different teams. Tom Thibodeau, if, if we if we fired Tom Thibodeau and brought the G League coach to the NBA, I, I think we, we, we would have a different uh, a different looking team out there. Listen, man. I'm like all, all those sweeping hook shots that RG keeps um keeps shooting, he wouldn't have to because if, if you put a coach out that that knows how to get RJ into the spots where he's comfortable in, then you're not gonna see those sweeping hook shots against three defenders. It's not gonna happen. You know, and yo, the paint be so clogged. I, it's like it's like I don't understand why they just don't encourage 
some of these guys to shoot the ball, man. It's all Tibbs, man. Tibbs, if I had to trade Randall or fire Tibbs, people on a poll that I put said they would keep Tibbs before they trade Randall. I think that was a little bit more. Nah, I disagree with you guys. I think I would fire Tibbs before I trade Randall. I need Tibbs gone. He got to be gone. And before we even talk about, like, like yes, like, I would I, I would love to deal with Randall, but, yo, I could only imagine all of these guys across the board under a different coach in different settings, under a different offense. Yeah, we, like, that's what I'm trying to say. We, we can't get upset about what's happening with certain players. Oh, this guy's not doing this, this guy's not doing that. But listen, like like we um we uh, we didn't have um Randall today, so we didn't have Randall to kick um today. Nope. Randall was playing, but the same exact thing happened. You know, nope. we, we didn't even play Obi Toppin. Um, you know, Obi Toppin played the first half. He was a foul trouble. They they used Taj Gibson in the second half. You know, we still ended up in, in the same basketball position. Same thing. You know, um, Burks is going one on one at at the foul line like he normally does. The 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 defense packed in on us. We weren't able to to to, to get anything going. And um, they were able to dismantle us in the last five minutes. You know that that that's that would have happened if Randall was here. It would have happened no matter who was we put out there because it's the way that Tom Thibodeau has these guys um set up and and the game plan. You know, so I mean, it's easy. It's easy easy to beat us. So here's the red flag I already see. So this is why I put up put on this screen, right? Dahar, what do you think I'm looking at right now? Like, what am I instantly looking at right now? That's a huge red flag. Like, huge, and this is strictly on Tibbs, bro. This is crazy, bro. To tell you the truth, I don't know what you're looking at. So go, go ahead, tell me, tell me what you're looking at. So, um, mind you, the Knicks are eleven games under 500. Late March, right? You proceed to allow RJ to play 41 minutes when he was booty for about eight of those minutes. Why are you playing him 41 minutes in a meaningless game in mid-March? One. Two, Randall didn't play today. Obi only gets 23 minutes, bro. 23 minutes, bro. That's it. I don't even care if he didn't slide his feet today. He was a negative 10. He didn't, he didn't play no defense today whatsoever. He was booty today. That's not enough. Mitch, okay, 35 minutes. He only he only played 35 minutes because Randall wasn't in tonight. Alec Burke. Wow. Wow. On a team. And he played well tonight. But on a team that's not making the playoffs, bro. I don't need to see Burks for 36 minutes. Um, hey, but, I mean, you keep talking about the minutes and stuff like that, but it comes down to, like, what are these guys doing? Because even even if we had Quentin Grimes and all these guys playing the 35 minutes instead of um, Burks and stuff, it would still put us in the same position. These guys are not being used properly. So if they're playing heavy minutes, what does it matter mm-hmm. if, if these guys are not being put in a position to, to succeed? You know, they're I'm playing minutes, yes, but, but, but Tom Tibble is not getting these guys off. So how was, how was, how was that even beneficial? I'm going I'm to keep it a 1,000 with you. I could stomach the kids having these, have, like going through these growing pain, pains under Tibbs because I can understand like the direction. 
like even if the offense is booty. But at the end of the day, it's like, <laughs> yo, you're not wrong, man. Is like any problem that you attribute everything to, like from Randall, you know, holding the ball, that's on tapes, playing Randall too much, um, not holding the vets accountable, like the offense being trash. RJ tonight. Yo, honestly, RJ did not need 25 shots tonight. That's just me personally. Like, I he don't need to be cold. He, like, he doesn't need 23. He doesn't need 25 shots, bro. <laughs> I don't need to see him shoot the ball 20. And I damn sure don't need to see Deuce, um, Deuce McBride play off the ball to only shoot the ball one time at eight minutes, bro. Taj Gibson got more shot attempts than Jericho Sims and Deuce McBride and Quentin Grimes combined. That's what I'm saying. It all comes down to, to Tom Thibodeau. There's nothing that we can say. Because no matter who is out there, Tom, this is how it's going to be. No matter who is out there. Wow. wow. The, the one thing, though, like, like, like I was saying during during the halftime show, is that um, Burks, Burks, since he's a veteran, um, he, he, could be, he could be put in a stupid position and still score the basketball. You know, a That's guy a- like Quentin Grimes is going to get blanked. You know, because because like, let's say let's say if Quentin Grimes was in the same spot that Burks was in the fourth quarter, um, Burks is not. I mean, Quentin Grimes is not not, not hitting um, um mid range jump shots with the defense on him in a in a in a completely stupid offense that nothing's happening. You know, Quentin Grimes is not going to be able to get a shot off. So we we would have got blanked in the fourth quarter. Pivotal playing the same offense that we're playing now. You know. Yo, um. I strongly agree, bro. I'm not listen, man. You, 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 you punching Thibodeau right in the right in the face right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. Listen, because I, I mean, if, if I didn't, then me and you would be arguing with each other about stuff, you know. But I don't. I'm not arguing with you. I, I, it's, you got to put put the blame in the proper place. It has to be Tom Thibodeau, not in in your opinion about about how how you think the. We should play the kids and stuff like that. That's not the argument, because because I, I, I could flip it and then we could start arguing about playing the kids and stuff like that. But that's not the argument. The argument is always right now. It has to be t- is on Tom Thibodeau's lap all the way. There's no there's no other way we could we could talk about it. Any other way we talk about it, we're gonna be talking about what I believe my basketball beliefs are against your basketball beliefs. But that's not what's happening. We, we we're, we're talking about something that doesn't make any common sense. So why come with common sense on your end and common sense on my on my end if what we we're looking at doesn't make no sense? You get what I'm saying? I agree. Can I go even further though? Um, yeah. Leon Rose, man. Um, really? It's the product you give me. I mean, I mean, it still comes yo, down. Said, I think we got enough talent. Look, look at the roster. You don't think we got enough talent to to, to beat Atlanta, bro? But I'm saying, look, look at the. Got- we don't have Julius Randle, but look at the names you got there. You got RJ, we got Obi, we got Mitch, Alec Burke, Evan Fournier, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, um, Mick McBride, Jericho Sims, and Taz Gibson. You mean to tell me that this team cannot beat Atlanta Hawks tonight? Yo, you you just named me one blue chip out that group. Um, yeah, but talent and, is talent. We have a talent. We have a roster talented enough to beat Atlanta Hawks at home. But we have no. All right, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna go that this way. It falls on Leon Rose because, yes, you can say we have talent, but at the end of the day, you had $74 million in cap space and you had two first-round picks. And you got wild second-round picks. So right now, as you're telling me about um, – we, we can put the blame on Thibodeau. 
Yo, it, it's it ultimately falls on Leon Rose's lap, man. Um, I watched the Tracy McGrady knuckleheads uh, interview, and he was talking about how uh, I think it was Isaiah Thomas who who won him, like he wanted to draft him, so he drafted him, but the coach didn't want him. So, like, he was just throwing Tracy McGrady out there as a rookie, not giving him no guidance, not teaching him anything, certain things. Like, and that affected, kind of affected his play. So, when I see a guy like Rick, when I see a guy like, yo, what's up with you? When I see a guy like, um, damn, OG, you just threw my whole point off. You're talking about talking about Chase McGrady when when he when they put him in finally. Yeah, Chase McGrady. Just, just talking about how the um the coach just wasn't believing in him and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like the coach wasn't playing him his minutes, wasn't teaching him the game, just throwing him out there, not being behind him. Like you could tell when a coach draft wanted a player that he drafted. Like he would put him in positions to succeed. So when I see stuff, when I see like Cam Reddish not getting from no playing time by Tibbs, I kind of thought about that. Or when I see Grimes and Grimes is Grimes is a talent. He's cool, but put him in positions to succeed. Like he's not playing off the ball. He's not coming off the screen. Like it's so many, it, it's so many issues with this team, bro. It's talent and coaching, but it ultimately falls in Leon Rose's lap. This is why I always hated the Almighty Fourth Seed, bro. This is why I always hated that. Tim's was the right coach, yes, but you know, at the time he was the right coach. Get us off the ground. Yeah, this, is I, me, man. this is what John Joseph said earlier in, in the podcast, man. Um, he said, um, any idea why we stopped attacking Trey? You know, um, great. He said Greg Anthony said that New York made um, switches to isolate Trey, and it was working. But it, then we we stopped doing it, which is true. We was doing that, like I think in the first quarter, a little bit in the second quarter, we was doing it. Or whatever, but then we just went away from it the whole game, and then you know it just boggles the mind that 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 you know from from play to play, like like you know Tom Tibble just doesn't have no control of the game, you know. Like I said, you, you you're talking about Leon Rose and seventy something million dollars and and like like um Almighty Force, you know, sort of stuff. What do they got to do with tonight? What do they got to do, what they gotta do with what what we saw on the basketball court tonight? Because seventy four million dollars, you're supposed to have me a fucking starting point guard, <laughs> like. <laughs> We, we we went and got listen, we, we went and signed Rose. Rose got hurt. Okay, cool. Um we, we got Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker's not the right fit in this that, and that and the other. But did, did we run any pick and roll from Kemba Walker in the beginning of the season? Did we run any offense through Kemba Walker to give Kemba Walker a proper um shot at, at um showing you that he gets that he can um contribute to the game? No, we, we, we had Kemba Walker in the same spot that we had Deuce McBride in the game today. Now, you know, so it doesn't matter. Six games, the first six games. When we was five and one, they allowed Kemba to be Kemba. Barely after the six. After the first six, dog. I I don't know what happened, bro. I, like like uh, Kemba Walker was was able to be functional because he's just a good offensive talent, you know. But but at the same time, you know, the, the same way that Deuce McBride was standing in the corner waiting for the ball to come back to him to get a three point shot, that's what Kemba Walker had to deal with. Kemba Walker never had to do that his whole career. So my thing is like, like, why didn't Tom Temple to run offense through Kemba Walker? And now it's the same question. Question: How come we're not running offense through Deuce McBride? You know, it, it, it's Tom Thibodeau. There's nothing else to talk about to me. 
you know, we, we can't talk about all oh, money for C OB should have spent 70 million dollars. Listen, if, if you if you would have went and drafted um uh you know uh may, may, but in, in this scenario it, it might have worked better. Let's say if he was was assigned that ball kid, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball would be standing in the corner, but that's what Lonzo Ball is supposed to do because he can't create no offense. You know, so maybe Alonzo Ball would probably be in a good a good spot to be standing there waiting for a three point shot because that's his game. You know, but but you're taking advantage. You're not taking advantage of what guys do well. Kemba Walker needs to be in the pick and roll. Um, um, Deuce McBride needs to be in the pick and roll. He doesn't need to be standing there waiting for the ball to come back to him. That, it's, that's you know that's it. That's to me that's it for me. There's nothing else I, I can say. No matter who we put out there tonight, tonight RJ was Randall. You know, you know what I'm saying? And 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 it is what it is. Um, what's saying Deuce McBride. I just right. Um, Jericho Sims got caught being Obi Toppin a couple of times, shooting. You know, standing in there in the three point shooter spot. It's, it it doesn't make no sense. You know, a couple another another time, uh, RJ um, RJ Barrett is driving to the lane. Um, they, they defended him, and then he kicks it out to three. Who's standing at the three point sh- uh, the three point line? Taj Gibson. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> you mean to tell me that the, the, the play was for RJ Barrett to drive, and if you don't, if you can't score. Uh, bro, hit Taj in the corner for the three. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So, it, like, it, it, it's the coach. It's the coach, the coach, the coach. That's it. Because what the fuck is Tom, T- uh, Tom Thibodeau putting Taj Gibson in the corner waiting for a three-point shot? You know, and, and and at the time, we had Jericho Sims, Taj Gibson, and three three-point shooters out there. So how come the three-point shooter wasn't standing in the three-point shooter spot? It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. What the fuck was Taj Gibson doing in the corner? Yeah, you know, but, but but the simple fact that Jericho Simmons was in the corner before, Jericho Simmons was in the corner before as, as a center, and that now Taz Gibson is in the corner. Tom Thibodeau, that's the offense. Once, <laughs> if, if the center keeps ending up being in, being in the corner for the three, if your power forward keeps ending up getting stuck in the corner, if your point guard is standing there waiting for the ball to come back to him so he can shoot an open um, um jump shot, that is the fucking coach. You know, so it, like, like I'm like I'm saying, like like it doesn't matter. Play the kids, okay? Walker's out of here. Walker's not playing. Deuce McBride is now playing Walker's spot. He's still standing in the corner waiting for a jump shot, the same way that Kemba Walker was. So we can't, like like I said, we cannot have an intelligent conversation about offense and getting guys involved because Tom Thibodeau still got the guys in the same fucking spots, no matter who is there. So I mean, this guy is a fucking cancer, bro. You know, it, he's ruining the, the conversation. He's ruining the fan base. He's ruining uh, anything. Anything smart that we can say is not gonna make no sense because if Kemba Walker's out there, Kemba Walker's standing there waiting for a three-point shot. If Deuce Bright is in the game, he's standing in there in the same spot that Kemba Walker was waiting for a three-point shot. Obi Toppin's not playing because Tom Thibodeau don't want to play him. So what happens? Jericho Sims is in the three-point shot. Taj Gibson's in the three-point shot in the corner. This is Tom. This is what Tom Thibodeau wants. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who is in the game. Tom Thibodeau is a fucking idiot. You know, I cannot blame I can't blame nobody else but this fucking guy. You know, like like I, I'm saying, like like um everything is fucked up, but you cannot tell me that this offense that we could not have I'm not this offense, this team that we have mm-hmm. here that any other coach cannot have gotten a win at the garden against Atlanta Hawks, man. There's no way, there's no way that we should have lost this game at home with the talent that we have against the Atlanta Hawks. At home, no fucking way, man. There's no, no way Collins, yo. No John Collins. Man, fuck John Collins, man. John Collins ain't shit. Trey you know, Young ain't shit. Yo, yo Trey Young really had 45, literally got to anywhere he wanted on the court. Tim's made no defensive adjustment. First let for, they did, this bro. was so crazy. This was this was so crazy about Tim's, right? 
like even though the ball was was moving, what's so crazy about Tibbs, you put Burks on him, right? You you attack Trey Young, right? Trey Young was slowing down. Then you had Burks on him. Then you put Deuce McBride on him late in the game, like in the third. Like why, like, why would you like but but somebody like Trey you're Young getting him hot? You're, like you're getting him hot. You're, you're like you're literally giving the Hawks the game. Like I literally just watched this coach, literally just. But but listen, like you can't put Deuce mm-hmm. McBride against against on um, on Trey Young. You can't put Trey Young one on one against anybody. He's going to destroy whoever's on him. You have to contain him in the in the um in the in the defensive scheme. Like I said, Greg Greg Anthony pointed it out that the Knicks were actually doing that. They were actually containing Trey Young where he was just getting off on his own and he was not getting nobody else involved. You know, say so that should have been the game plan, but we went away from it. You know, how do you go away from the game plan in the game and never go back to it? What is what is the purpose of having a coach there? The coach has a game plan. Okay, cool. So so then now that that happened in the first quarter. So then we go away from it for three quarters. What happened to the coach? The coach is supposed to call the timeout. So listen, what we was doing in the first quarter, we need to go back to doing that. But t- but Tom Thibodeau would rather argue with with Jericho Sims and curse him out on the whole game because um you know be, I don't know I don't still know why it doesn't make it, it doesn't make no sense, man. So, <laughs> it don't make no sense. I'm, I'm you, whatever, whatever you're gonna say, it's not gonna make no sense. Because what you what you're gonna say is smart, but it's not. It doesn't have nothing to do with what happened today, and what, what happens every single night against the Knicks. Tibbs and Leon Rose, man. Like the fact that Leon Rose hasn't spoken in months, I'm I'm starting to get annoyed with him. Um, Tibbs. Listen, I got called names about Tibbs last summer. Um, I see that you got all the venom for him tonight. I I want him fired at the end of the season. Um, I want him to I want him to complete this tank job, this stealth tank job. I watched this Nick team lose a 28-point lead earlier this season. I watched us lose a 23-point lead. I watched us lose the Portland G League team. Then you come back, and I think they lost the OKC G League team. I'm watching Thibodeau start a shooting guard at point guard and literally lied and said to our face, that's our best option. So fuck you as a fan. I'm going to do what the hell I want to do. Um, it's very disrespectful when we when – we, it, it's like I, – I, I don't know, man. Like I said, like the Knicks played four ways – Four different ways every night. First quarter, the ball moved. We kept tack- attacking Trey Young. Anybody that had Trey Young on him, he attacked him. Second quarter, Mitch started getting involved. Um, even though Sims was getting killed, Sims was getting attacked. But I, I don't really care for that. Then third quarter, Burks and Evan was getting hot. They was making ridiculous threes. But at the end of the day. <laughs> When that fourth quarter come, you just know the Knicks is going to melt down. And I've seen a three. I've seen – who made that three? Was it Bogey? I think it was Bogey. Either Bogey had an air one or he had a three. It was one of the, one of the two, but it broke the Knicks spirit back. Like, we was tied 105-105. Then it was 108-105. Then it was 
111, 105, and then it was like the game over, yo. Yeah, just... Bogey hit like a turnaround run jump shot on, on quickly in the paint. But I mean, look how, look nice. how. Yes. Yes. But that's stupid. That's stupid. No, why you got a six foot one player? Like, real quick, why you got a six foot one player on Bogey? That's dumb. I like, yeah. I don't understand stuff like that. It is dumb, but but um, Nick McMillan it got to be credited because he 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 um he allowed um you know um Bogey to get the uh, the um the, the the ball in the paint you know to, to to make an easy jump shot you know again against um the Knicks if the Knicks was was um coaching that um Tom Thibodeau would have had Julius Randle going one on one going in between his legs against a, a, a six foot one point guard but but you know in the way that the um the, the offense was running for for Nate Nate got um got Bogdanovich in the paint. You know, um, right at the dotted line with, with um with quickly where he could just turn around and shoot it. That's 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 um practice. You know, that's yo, practice shots there. Yeah, you know why those teams need to be fired? Let me ask you a question. You're a smart man. Your younger player in RJ Barrett is a slasher. Why the fuck am I seeing Taj Gibson and Mitchell Robinson on the court in closing minutes of a basketball game when you need three-point shooting on the floor? We're not in the 1990s, Tibbs. We're not in the 90s, bro. Yeah, but you, you say that, but listen, Taj Gibson and these guys are in the corner waiting for the three-point shot. What, why Why isn't Taj Gibson standing next to um, 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 RJ giving him a pick, giving him, giving him a solid pick where RJ can go to the basket and maybe have Jericho Sims standing in the, in the corner waiting for the three? You get what I'm saying? That 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 makes sense. Yo, I'd rather get punched by 50, letting Obi play small ball center, than have Jericho Sims get. Yo, I remember that play too. Yo, that play had me off the wall with Jericho Sims had me. Yo, he he got the ball down. I swear to God, I, I screamed at my phone like, shoot it. And I'm like, wait, hold up. They got the throw. Oh, that's Sims. Oh no way. Same type of offense, same dribble handoffs. I'm so sick of the dribble handoff. I play 2K. I done took the dribble handoff out my playbook on my Michael Ramo because I see it so much with the Knicks. But Atlanta, Atlanta spaced us out tonight. They attacked the individual matchups. And Trey Young, dog, if Trey Young is hot, you can't put Deuce McBride, a rookie, or Trey Young, an all-star, while he's hot, dummy. How about you blitz him and double and force him to give up the ball? Make yeah. anybody else be, have DeAndre Hunter have fifty, then Trey Young have forty-five. Yeah, but, I mean, but that's what I'm trying to say. It, it, it makes sense because you, you're talking with logic. The, the, Tom Thibodeau is not playing with logic. You know he's not playing with logic. Like, like I, I was trying to say, you know, catch you before you start. Because I mean, like I say, I gotta, I gotta stop you as you're talking because you start going all over the place and I have to remember where, where, where you started at. But you, you said you said Obi Toppin with the with the small on ball um center. How come mm-hmm. we didn't use that, man? How come we didn't play small ball against these guys? You know, like like there's so many different things that we could have did. Even, even the game before that, how come we did, we didn't play small ball again uh, against the, the team that we played last um on the on the other night? You know, how come we don't take advantage of mis- of, of the of these um things that we have? That, that that is the talent on the roster. The talent on the roster says that we can we can make these these um these uh, adjustments and, and these gambles. We could do that because we have the talent. But you know, I got this thing on the screen. I wanted to point this out too. Uh, I always make the point every time I every time I do these games that if the Knicks lead in these three categories, we should win the game. Listen, we won in points in the paint. We beat them forty-eight to forty in points in the paint. Second chance points. We beat them fourteen to nine second chance points. 
fast break points. We never beat nobody in fast break points. 11 to 3 in fast break points. How the fuck did we lose this game? How did we lose this game? We did, we dominated them in three aspects of the game that no matter what, if you, if you win two of these, you're guaranteed to win this game. And, and, I mean, I say that every single time I do the halftime, and that is the absolute truth. But the Knicks beat them in all three, not just beat them a little bit. 48 to 48 is pretty much dominating. Second chance points, 14 to 9 is pretty much dominating. 11 to 3 is dominating fast forward points. How the fuck did we lose this game? We lost this game because Todd Gibson is standing in the in the corner waiting for a three-point shot while RJ <laughs> is running for his life with three defenders on him. That's what's happening. Yo, he got RJ. Yo, why do you have RJ going ISO in the fall, bro? Oh, what, the, what fucking coach? And you're right. And RJ, my man. That's my man. That's my man. Yo, why? Why? Yo, why is your, your idea of, of um trying to get back into the game is putting Burks in the game and say, listen, Burks, here's the ball, go win the game for me. What the fuck are you talking about? Now, yeah. how many shots did we run? That like, we, we talked about it at, at the 522 mark with Trey, Trey Young came in there. Yeah, Trey Young came in there. You know, um uh-huh. Burks, um, they ran the same play where Burks no, had the ball in the paint. No cap, no cap. I think they ran the same play, the same pick and roll for Burks, four, five straight consecutive possessions, bro. Yes. No, I think it was straight burst, and it was so bad to the point. And then in between one of those possessions, I think you brought it up too. RJ had a, a disgusting turnover, but the paint was so cogged, and the offense looked so stupid. I know it's like, why is I rather put Deuce McBride in that situation? You get what I'm saying, and, and, and have Ob small ball center than try to, you know. I, I don't know what the what I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Listen, out there. I, I would rather put like like, I said, like you said, I'd rather put Deuce McBride in that situation because you know if Deuce McBride gets caught the same way that, that RJ gets caught, he's a point guard, so he's gonna be able to make the pass a little bit better than RJ could do. But but guess what? If Deuce is making that play, who's he passing it to? He's not looking to pass it to Taj Gibson in the corner. RJ Barrett is now free. You know what I'm saying? Deuce um, um Grimes or whoever else you got out there is gonna be ready to shoot. Here's another thing. Where the fuck was Fournier in the fourth quarter? You you mentioned earlier that he was playing good in the third. Where the fuck was Fournier in the fourth quarter? It don't make no damn sense, man. You, you notice why? You know, you notice why I stopped at the third, brother. <laughs> I ain't mentioned the fourth quarter. It was a reason for that. <laughs> Yo, Fournier, Fournier was playing good in the third quarter. Fournier was not having a bad game. How come Fournier did not play in the fourth quarter? Your idea was to to have. Uh, like it does like that, that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make with you. Listen, mm-hmm. we, we have to, we have talent on this roster. We are not using it properly. We should not be losing to Atlanta Hawks, who is struggling on themselves. We sh- look at this talent. We, we have talent on this roster. You know, you know what I'm saying? The the proper way you, you you don't run pick and roll with Mitch Robinson tonight because you got um Clint Capella there and you got uh, Okongwu. So that these guys could defend it a little bit like that. But what you do, you you run the same uh, the same stuff that that uh, that we were trying to run. You run it opposite. You you run it with the running with your point guard and try to get your other guys involved in the offense. You don't put all pressure on RJ to bring the ball up the same way that you do it to to, to Julius. How many times did, did, did RJ get caught out there on with the dribbling? Because he can't dribble. He, he's not a point guard. Give the ball to the goddamn point guard. You know, stop stop putting RJ in a position where he's stressed out in the fourth quarter. No confidence. He, so he can't do nothing. He's emasculated by the fourth quarter. Yo, bro, he was missing free throws 
to the point I'm like, yo, big dog, like these are free. <laughs> these are free. And I'll, I'll, but at the same time, it's like, it's Tibbs, man. RJ got to the free throw line 17 times tonight. He got the favorable call. But like I said to you before, dog, I don't need to see him shoot 25 times. 36% from the field, 14% from three. He's like, what? But that's on Thibodeau. Yeah, that's on Thibodeau, bro. That, that part, a lot of that is on Thibodeau. We got multiple players on our team, bro, that shoots 41% and under. That's a disgusting stat. That's really bad. Yeah, man. But, I mean, I, I don't mind RJ shooting 25 shots, but him, for him, though, every single shot he took tonight was under extreme stress. He did not take an easy shot all night. You know, e even the wide-open three-point shots were such were under such stress. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me ask you a question real quick. I think we brought this up like two, two three weeks ago. Or, or, one of the, or, or a game like when um, Randall was struggling. Has Randall ever taken an easy shot? Like, has he ever come off a good curl screen in the mid-range and just shot the midi off a good yes. screen? Yes, he has. You know, when he did it under, he did it under Fisdale. <laughs> he did it under Fisdale. He did. <laughs> and um, when Randall was spinning into oblivion and stuff like that, it, it's because that that um, at least Fisdale was putting him in a position where he should have been. You know, it, it's just that that, that that at that point you got blamed Randall because Randall was spinning when he shouldn't have been spinning. You know, what I'm saying so that was on Randall. But but Fisdale actually put him in spots where where he could actually function. In the offense, you know what I'm saying? It's just that Randall, once he got the ball, he would spin whoa blindly, not even looking at where he's going. That's on Randall. But but the simple fact that 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 Fizzle put him in a spot where he should be to score, you know that that was that was that, that was. I, I can't believe I'm going to say it. That was good coaching by Fizzdale. You know, so I mean, I you know, it's to the point now where I say I want to bring Fizzdale back. <laughs> you know, because I mean, at, at least at least Fizz, yo yo um. Um, you know, the whole the whole year with Fisdale, that that first game, he had RJ Barrett and, and freaking what was the other guy's name? And Trey um, in the backcourt, but he oh, but okay. he, that was stupid. That no, was stupid. It, it, it was it was like okay, it was stupid because when we were looking at because we were looking at it with intelligent, intelligent um um eyes, because we had three three point um, um excuse me, three point guards there. We had Alfred Payton, we had Frank, and uh, I forgot who the third guy was, but we had Alfred, three point guards. Alfred was hurt. Remember Alfred was hurt. So remember, right. he started. Um, I think he started trap point guard or something like that. But basically, like RJ Barrett was basically like the de facto. Like he was on ball, and he. That's I think he went nine for twelve that game. He looked good. Yeah. Fast forward to now, we we want the offense to run through RJ. So yo, I, I want to say right now that fucking Fisdale's a goddamn genius compared to <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, because he saw oh, that RJ. He saw that RJ. You should run the offense through RJ. Fisdale saw that at his rookie year. So, yo, Fisdale's a fucking genius now. Hindsight is 2020. Fisdale's a fucking genius. It's, it's incredible. Fisdale got us RJ Barrett in the draft, man. I appreciate that, brother, man. Um, yo, do you hey, know what I'm saying? As much flack that me, that me and you gave Fisdale, which was absolutely warranted, right now, now hindsight is 2020. If we have Fisdale right now, we probably, we probably would be undefeated, bro. The, the, and, the, and the way that that um that Fisdale would have would have used the guys, he he wouldn't have Randall playing the way that he's playing. He would have Randall in the post a lot because that's what he tried to do. 
you know, I mean, um, what's the name? Randall destroyed Evan Fournier, uh, not Evan Fournier, Evan, um, what's the guy's name? Um, uh, 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 uh the, the, the center that, that we used to have, um, and his canter. I think he, I think he dropped like almost fifty on that motherfucker. You, you know, you know what I'm saying? But when he dropped fifty, he did not do not one in between dribble that whole game. Everything was him going downhill and busting. Um, you know, um, you know, uh, what's, what's the name? His ass at, at, right at the rim, getting layups right at the rim, post up, turnaround jump shots in the in the lane and where he belongs. You know, Fisdale got got Randall out there um doing step back dribbles and fadeaway jump shots. What the fuck? You you know, I, I, I mean that's not that's not trying to say like for for all the intelligent things that you're gonna say. Yes, it sounds fantastic, but it's not. It's not happening the the, the way the way that, that you're explaining it. You know, you, you you're putting too much intelligence on on something that's absolutely stupid. You know, <sighs> you, you can't you can't put intelligence. It, you know, it just that this this the way it is. You cannot do that. I'm still I'm still, and it's crazy. Like you're bringing up a lot of these things. Like I'm still baffled at the fact that. Taj Gibson has five shot attempts, and Deuce Sims and Grimes has five shot attempts together. And what's even more sad about that is he doesn't even run a good system that makes a good offensive system that makes players look good. Um, When I see players like Quickly and Grimes and, and, and when I see players like Quickly and Grime, I feel like like as a coach, and you see a guy like Miles McBride have 18 assists in the G League. I mean, I mean, why don't you just put the ball in his hands and have him make decisions to have the offense look a little better, look a little more crisp? When you're running, <laughs> when you're running the offense through Alec Burks to close a game in late March. Um, and Taj Gibson plays the whole fourth quarter while Obi Toppin sits in the fourth quarter when you need spacing on the floor. So why not try Obi Toppin at the five? It's dumb to me. When you don't try new things in a league where the Eastern Conference gotten better, the whole Eastern Conference gotten better. The best thing Leon Rose could do for me and you it's Evan fucking Fournier, Kimball Walker, Alec Burks, and Nerlens Noel. Julius Randle. I'm extremely disappointed, man. It's one of the um Yeah, but listen, man, there you go again. You're, you're speaking um through intelligence, but you're talking about guys that didn't even play the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, what about this game to tonight? The, what, what happened? It doesn't matter. The, the, the point I'm trying to make is it, it doesn't matter who is on the court. Tom Thibodeau is the coach. He's not going to take advantage of nobody. He's not gonna take advantage of nobody. He's not, it doesn't matter who is on the court. Yeah, he needs to be fired. Honestly, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. So if you want to call out Leon Rose and whatever, they they need to to be for real because I mean, like that. They're saying that like the, the reporters are saying that there's a division between whether or not to keep Tom Tippett or not. So when they made the made the announcement, which I don't even believe either, it was some dude, some dude from Bleach Report, a, a, a freaking um a, a freelance writer wrote the article. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. some guy on Bleacher Report wrote an article saying that they're going to keep Tom Thibodeau. And then later on, Ian Bagley um, said said the same thing. Okay, cool. They're going to t- keep Tom Thibodeau for a third year. L- listen, I, like they need to, like they need to, um, whoever's saying that Tom Thibodeau don't need to be here anymore, that they need to listen to those guys, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know, they need to listen to those guys. They need to watch the games like we're watching and see what's happening and, and get somebody in here that's going to take advantage of the players that we have. Because, because um, fucking around with Tom Thibodeau, 
He's going to make the Knicks make a poor decision with the roster, and we're going to be screwed for the next five years again. You know, I, I think that that's that's where we are right now. Because right now we have to do something to, to – to, if we're going to keep Tom Thibodeau, we have to do something to satisfy him. You know, he wants to play oh, this no. But what I'm saying, I'm saying if you're going to keep Tom Thibodeau, you have to do something because he wants to play only this way, no matter who's there. He only wants to play this way. So, so, so if you keep him for a third year, you have to do something about it. But if you're not going to do that, then then fire this guy. Why are we wasting time? You, it's it's crazy because, you know, you do things to appease your coach. So one week I read that World Wide West wanted Evan Fournier. This week I read that Tom Thibodeau wanted Evan Fournier. I need to know who got what. Who got say so and what this offseason? I am completely against any move that is for Tom Thibodeau. I am against any trade for any these type of vets they bringing in. I'm good on that. It's pointless. They have to fire Tibbs. They have to fire. I don't care about what Ian Bagley says. I don't care about what those other reports say. If they do not fire Tibbs, that tells me Leon Rose, not serious about his job, man. Not serious about his job. You can't you can't see this for another season, man. Minnesota, may God bless they soul. May God bless they soul. The same complaints that you having right now, dog, is the same complaints from Minnesota fans about Tibbs. I don't care about last season, bro. I dismissed last season because – if last season didn't happen, we wouldn't be right here up in our shits because we wouldn't have the expectation. And right now, we will be watching one of those top eight picks right now, still turning the ball over, losing. But we would be more calm because the expectation wouldn't be there, bro. But listen, State, there's two points I want to make real quick. I just want to say that Anthony is correct, though. Uh, Fisdale wanted, um, wanted Randall to play like LeBron. So it was actually Mike Miller that that um that that um Randall had that forty something point game against Ennis Cantor. That was under actually under Mike Miller. So Mike, I, I would rather have Mike Miller as coach. But anyway, to, to go about, about what, what you're saying with with um with, with, with the way that, that Tom Thibodeau plays, or whatever. What what in fact, what were you saying just now? You, you, you was talking about um because there was there was, some, there was a point I was I was trying to make with that. Oh no, so oh you said you you want you wanted to give up what, what was happening last year. But if you look at what happened last year, we had um, Alec Burks standing next to Julius Randle, just standing there like this. You know what I'm saying? So when Randle couldn't do nothing, all he had to do was give it to Burks, and the Burks would shoot the three. So that, that's what Tom Thibodeau wants. Because if, if you look at the offense, um, Burks is standing in the corner like this. You know? So, I mean, that's what he wants. So if he, if he would have kept, kept Burks or maybe got somebody like Burks to stand next to Randle the same way, you know, and, and if um, if he would have got somebody that could shoot a three-point shot and still play defense the way Alfred did, because Alfred, Alfred for he couldn't shoot, he couldn't score, but he did play defense and he ran he, he ran the Tom Thibodeau offense the best way that he could. You know what I'm saying? So if he would have got somebody like that in, in, in a spot instead of getting Kemba Walker and Fournier, then I think I think we I think we would be better off because then we, we we would be playing strict Tom Thibodeau offense there. You know what I'm saying? But 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 my, like I'm with you. We cannot go backwards. We cannot go back to that. We, nah, we just can't. Yeah. We he has to he has to be fired this summer. You know why? It's it's several reasons why he got to be fired this summer. But one of the biggest reasons why he got to be fired this summer, like 
with all due respect, like his handling of the vets is one thing, but if we was to may God bless our soul, if Adam Silver, God bless my Knicks with a top five pick this year. Yo, yo, Dom, if he tells me some garbage on some like, no, Jaden Ivey got to compete for minutes. So we're bringing him off the bench. I don't want to hear that, bro. But yo, that's absolutely going to happen. And that's absolutely why he got to be fired this summer. Absolutely. I, I, Listen, if I'm good on talking trades, bro. Personally, from, from me to you, I'm kind of good on talking trades, bro. I'm gonna I want this man fired first. Because anybody who we trade for, when we get free agency, whoever we draft is gonna go through the same garbage that this current team is going through now. I'm not interested in that, man. He the type to have Jaden Ivy standing in the corner of Alex Burks, bro. No, he's gonna have Jaden Ivy standing at the top of the key, um, doing the pick oh. and roll with, with, with RJ for for the ball to go to Taz Gibson for three. That that's what's gonna happen. He, he's gonna be he's gonna be RJ and, and Jaden Ivy standing at, at at the top of the key, starting the offense, and then the end of the play is gonna be Taz Gibson shooting a three pointer. That's what's gonna happen, because that's what's happening now, and that's what happened last year. That's what's gonna happen. I don't, I don't want him back. I don't. I don't. I don't see the positive reason why to bring the tips back. Honestly, I listen. I, listen. I, I'm gonna fight to the death not to fight you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get the focus not between me and you because that's that's what Tom Thibodeau and, and everything logical that's going on in your mind and anything logical that's going on in my mind. That's what it's gonna lead to. Me and you having a, a, a freaking sparring match. You know. Um. But but I, I'm like fighting to the death to put that blame in this fucking guy's hand. It's Tom Thibodeau. You're not gonna have me cursing state out. About about um you know offensive philosophy and stuff like that. You're not gonna have me um arguing with other people all over the internet about that. We we have to put that blame on this guy's lap. This is Tom Thibodeau's baby. You know this all, everything that's happening with us now is his fault, and that's the, that that's it. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna freaking um freaking do it. I'm not gonna like like ruin ruin um the, um the uh, the show. I'm not gonna ruin like relationships with people over Tom Thibodeau. You know what I'm saying? Tom Thibodeau is the reason, and no matter who we get here. No matter what trade we make, no matter who we draft, this is what is going to happen, and and that's it. It is like all of a sudden, if we get Jaden Ivy, we're not all of a sudden going to start um um playing good. We are not all of all of a sudden going to start running offense differently than what we've been doing. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, all right, you know what? So you're basically saying you're not even looking at Leon Rose right now because you believe. <laughs> You believe in the talent that we have as a collection, including the vets, and you feel like personally, you feel like with another coach, and I said this, I said this on the thread, I think yesterday. If Talu was the next coach, they'll win 50 oh. games this year. They'll win easy, easy, easy. If Tyloo was a coach, he would have he would have gotten the record that we all said in the beginning. Whatever record you said, we would be very close to that right now. Like Easy. for me, I, I said we would still be fourth seed. Um, Josh said we'd be fifth. You said we went, we would have won fifty something games. I, if Ty Lue was our coach, we would have had that because our yeah. offense would have been way different than it is now. That's a fact. Everybody would be playing to their strengths, and, and you know the Knicks is a team like they just hate passing to the bigs. Like when I see Zubac in the paint, like their guards feed the bigs. Like they don't like 
tonight in the first quarter in the first quarter like Mitch was getting fed in the first half Mitch was getting fed then in the third Burks and Evan it kind of they played well but at the same time you know they were just launching threes like like literally launching threes and not sticking to giving it to the big man inside the paint off a mismatch and it's like when you have a guy like Trey Young how you don't attack this man he has 45 points ain't this the same issue that we had against Trey Young last year in the playoffs we did not attack him, and we still ran dribble handoffs for Reggie Bullock. Well, well, check check the way that Nate McMillan was playing against us. He kept getting Obi, um, excuse me, IQ switched and put on Bog, on Bogdanovich, and then taking advantage of mismatch. He, he kept trying to take advantage of mismatch all over the court. Um, Gallinari was getting caught in mismatches too. Where he had a couple, he had a fadeaway. They were attacking quickly, basically. You know, so how come the Knicks weren't doing that? The Knicks are, are playing Alec Burke. We're playing. We have got Fournier out there. We got. We got. We're playing a big guard lineup with, with with um RJ basically Fournier and um and um Burks. How come we were not trying to take advantage of Trey Young on on defense? Not not one time did we try to take advantage of him. You know, I mean that that should that should have been the number one play of um Trey Young. We're gonna make Trey Young beat us tonight. At the same time, we're gonna punish him on the other end of the basketball court. We have a six foot five point guard. Isn't that the reason why you want Trey Burke to start at, the, at point guard for defensive purposes? So why the fuck are, aren't we attacking Trey Young that way? Why why aren't don't we have Trey Young getting caught in double teams and take advantage of, of the big person on playing against Trey Young? Why didn't we do that? You know, it, it's elementary. It's that's that that is like that. Is, like if you never played basketball in your life, if you play organized, whatever, you could, if you don't know your personnel, you're gonna be like, listen, mouse in the house, give the big guy the ball. They got a little guy on him. There you go, and just keep giving them in until they stop it. That's 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 basic basketball. It's crazy because, like, you know, you're watching Burks. He's playing on ball late in the fourth quarter. And then, you know, I just read a report that, and this comment, this comment pissed me off now. Now I'm a little pissed off that the Knicks didn't want to attach another second rounder to Alec Burks to move off his contract. Um, I, I, MSG politics is, is just, is just undefeated. It's undefeated, man. You, you play players according to contracts. Um, Tibbs play favorites. He plays who he likes. Um, he don't give a damn about modern NBA systems. Um, he coaches a terrible offense. Uh, he thinks Mitch, he, he, like everything is just, it's just so wrong. And he needs to be fired. Like, I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see no good reason. If if you could give me a good reason to keep Tibbs, I would love to hear it. But I have nothing positive to say. You're never going to hear me say anything positive about Tibbs. There's nothing that he does positive. I can't, I can't. Like if you want to go like go there, like can you think like like forget about the, how we feel about him and forget about the game that just happened just now. Just knowing off of what Tom Thibodeau does offensively, what can you say that he does that he does good, or who has benefit under Tom Thibodeau right now? Whew. You can't say Randall um because like giving him a higher usage rate and all that stuff. Randall is right now is is um is a a, a fool right. right now. He's ruining his career being in New York. Um, Ju- um Julius Randall. So we can't no. say that. So who is taking advantage? Who is who is the one that, that's getting the most um like advantages under Tom Vidal? What, what what positives that he does he bring to this team? Yeah, that's a fact. 
Tim's don't put nobody in positions to succeed. It's just so sad, man. It's just Who's so sad. Better? Who's getting better on the Tom Thibodeau? Yo, I, I'm going to ask you this. So, matter of fact, this is attributed to coaching as well. Um, What young players you seen, like, develop under Thibodeau? Like, and when I say develop, it's like, it looks like Thibodeau is teaching them those things. It's not them working on their game by themselves, they're in the gym by themselves. No, that's, oh, that's what Thibodeau's. But do you see anything of that effect, or do you still see the same things every you know, I see nothing, and I noticed somebody out there, and there's a group of people out there that's, that's going to say, well, but he's he's developing RJ, but you just you just said it. RJ's developing himself in, in, the, in the way that he works hard in the gym. Remember, at the beginning, at the beginning of this season, Tom Thibodeau um, put RJ under the bus saying that RJ needs to get back in the gym. You remember that? And that, that was during the time where RJ was hurt. Whatever, remember he was saying, yo, RJ hasn't been in the gym like he used to. He needs to get back at the gym, and then maybe he'll shoot better. Something, something to that effect. Out of here. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. It woke RJ up, but at the same time, I remember around that same time, that was when RJ had a bug. So remember what RJ said? Like, I was sick for a month, yeah. and he was putting up Duke numbers. At the same he's still putting up Gardner's numbers. He played Dookie for, like, two months. But at the same time, it's like 29 games. To protect your player. Protect your play. You're supposed to protect all. How you protected Julius Randle yesterday? Like, I, I would love Randle way more. And I love all my Nick players. Randle's once a Nick for, for always a Nick. But when the media asks you a question like, you know, are you, you holding Randle accountable and ah, ah, and this, that, and the third, and you say stuff. You say stuff like we ain't no fucking we. I wanna hear you blame yourself, dog. I wanna hear you say, yo, I didn't put him in a position to succeed. That's what I wanna I me personally, I don't hear enough self. You feel me? Like every time he talks, it's a deflection, bro. What are you talking about, bro? Just hold hold yourself accountable. He doesn't hold no vet accountable, he does not hold himself accountable. He needs to be fired. It is bad. His cancerous, he's allowed like guys like Randall. And it and I think it starts with yo, that starts with Tibbs too. Tibbs literally is ruining Randall's career, isn't it? Literally, he's ruining him. He's putting him under too much pressure. He's putting him under way too much, he's putting him under way too much stress. And uh, and for and excuse me, Randall is a sore loser, so it's it's a match made in hell, man. It's not even. It's not even a. It, like you don't even like try to, you know, protect. It, it's tough, man. I don't. I don't like stuff like that. Like a kid make a mistake and you pull him. I think quickly. I think quickly had it. He he turned the ball over. And he pulled quickly. Um, you pulling my young player so fast. It's, it's, it's bothersome, man. It's really bothersome. It makes me and you have stupid arguments about Mid-Rock, or about Mitchell Robinson's offense. Uh, we have stupid arguments about um, R.J. Barrett. Uh, stupid ar- Everybody's been arguing about Julius Randle all season. It's tiresome. Yeah, but it's also yeah. firing the coach. Got to fire the coach, man. How do, how do you take quickly out the game for, for making a bad bad decision when it's your offense that it don't work? Your offense don't work, and you get mad at him because he's because he made one little bad, um, bad decision. How many bad decisions do you see throughout the whole game? 
the whole from the time that they come out the locker room was a bad decision. You know, he, so no, he, pulled, he he pulled quickly last game for Randall while quickly was playing well. You could have took off another vet and inserted Randall. You don't yo, sit that boy. Yeah, one of the media guys asked him the question. Remember, and then he said something about, "Oh, yo, I felt that that Burks could do that." You know. Like he he's not even coaching what he's looking at. He's just coaching off of what I felt that wow. You know, he, he didn't say nothing about what was happening during the game. He just said, I felt that, you know, he's usually that type, you know, he, he's not he's not coaching what happened in the game there. So you so you're right, man. If we had Tyrone Lou, yo, what's Tyrone Lou doing right now? Is he where's he at? Winning with the Clippers. He's with the Clippers, right? Yo, shout out to, is he really the coach for the top for, for the Clippers still? Yeah. What? Yo, I, I, I need to confirm it because um look at the Clippers roster and who they have over there, and they're still um competing every night. They're still able to win with the with the freaking guys that they have playing there. They don't have Paul George the whole season. They don't have Kawhi the whole season. They got so many other different injuries. They got guys they holding up for the G League and and ten day contract guys and stuff like that, and they're still functioning um way better than the Knicks could ever function in the last two years. It's crazy, bro. It's, it's, so, so it, I mean, that's just a testament to, to literally to literally coaching. You know, you, uh, you you can take advantage of the roster that you have based off the coaching that you that you have. You know, yesterday, I mean, yesterday last year with the mighty four seed and all that shit, it was the perfect situation for Tom Thibodeau to to take advantage of because the, the, he had the players that, that and seamlessly put in the spots that that he could um, succeed in. And also, we got to give Burks credit. Um, um, we'll say Bullock credit. For, for being a voice in a locker room and stuff like that because he's the other voice that allowed you know that kept guys together maybe maybe um um Bullock was the guy to to make Julius Randle calm the fuck down you know you know what I'm saying but we don't have Man. that guy you feel me don't. Yep. we don't have that guy Reggie Bullock probably was the guy to to, to, to tell Julius Randle that nah that was you bro you know or or whatever he was, you know he was a locker room leader last year. Yeah, locker room leader. You don't let those guys walk out your locker room, man. You need those dudes, man. I, I, I listen, man. I know Reggie Bullock. He's not that much. He's not that much of a great player. But you need those guys, man. You need those guys in the locker room. And you know what's so crazy? Like, yeah, the Knicks need to fire Tibbs this summer, bro. They they have to fire him, bro. Like, and I'm I'm gonna throw this at you real quick, right? Another indictment on Thibodeau. Right. I don't know if this is a Thibodeau indictment. I don't know if this is a Leon Rose indictment. It might be mixed. But since we're on, you want me to just stick the tips? I'm going I'm to just stick the tips. We could get on Leon Rose. We could talk with, to him this summer personally because, you know, I'm going to see what he do in the summer. And, He's on and, a hot seat right now. He's on a hot seat because he has to make that decision. We had a crossroads. We have yeah. to make the decision. So I'm going to paint this picture real quick, right? We trade a first for Cam Reddish, right? Thibodeau proceeds to DMP Reddish, right? A guy that upper management traded for, got, and we traded a first round pick for, right? And, you know, I'm reading this right here where it says a three team structure between the Lakers and Raptors, which would have sent Cam Reddish and Alec Burks to Los Angeles. Landed Taylor Horton Tucker and Nerlens Noel in Toronto and brought at least Gordon Drogic plus the Raptors 22 first round pick. They were always trying to squeeze out an extra second round pick here, here and an extra second round pick there, said one high ranking Eastern Conference official. 
So you mean to tell me that Tibbs, DMPs, Reddish, and this is how whack this season has been. Um, I politic for Reddish for weeks. We finally get some. Tibbs don't even want the young king. I see a trade like this that removes Burks, Nerlens. You remove Hospital Bay and Burks, even though the Reddish being going to um, Los Angeles would have hurt my heart. But you get Gordon Dragic. You free up minutes for your young guys. And you get another first-round pick from the Raptors? Somebody got to talk to me this summer, bro. Somebody got to answer for that, bro. Somebody got to get fired. Somebody, well, some I mean, names has to get fired. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if we made that trade that you just said. Imagine if we made that trade that you said. Does that guarantee that Tom Tibble is going to use the guys that we traded for? That's why I kind of think Tibbs saying no. People saying that, you know, and 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 people saying that, oh, that was um Leon Rose. He didn't want to give up the extra second. I disagree. I think Tibbs didn't want to give up Burks. I don't. I, I think it's just me personally. That's just me personally. Okay, I didn't, so, I, yeah, I, I think they went. They went and got Cam British. Or uh, you know, um, you know, outside of what Tom Thibodeau said, because Tom Thibodeau said he didn't want him. You know, he, he basically almost just, just straight out said it when he got here. You know, what I'm saying so. So the next trade that came after that, you know, I think I think that they literally were having the arguments internally based off um, Tom Thibodeau's people and um, Leon Rose's people. I think everybody's. I think they're all arguing about it. So, I mean, you know, we can't go on like that. Because, like I said, the alternative is to give Tom Tibble what he wants. Now, the question is, what the fuck does Tom Tibble want? You know, what, what does he want to, to make to make his to make what he wants to do offensively work? You know, and, and do we want to ho- put um, our, our franchise hostage for 66 years? What is he, 66? 64? Um, yeah, what, what, are we going to put our, 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 our franchise on, on, on hostage for three more seasons for a 64-year-old man? You know, are we gonna do that? If we do do that, then then we need to go all in on it, though. You know, but if we but if we don't want to, we have apprehensions and stuff like that. Then we need to get rid of this guy. I mean, that, that's that's it. That's that's the root of the whole conversation. We can't even draft. You know, so we can't even draft. We can't even look at free agency because now you have to look at it. Is Tom Thibodeau the coach or not? Because if he is, then the, then you have to go about it in the way that that, that Tom Thibodeau is the is the coach. You know, you have to. You can't go about it with what you think this, or, or if you got a point guard to get Mitchell Robinson involved. But Tom Thibodeau does not run an offense to get Mitchell Robinson involved. So how do we get better? You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He doesn't. He doesn't put nobody in positions to succeed. You know this. Come on. But you know, I try. I try to. <sighs> yeah, this is tough, man. This is one of the. Is this one of the most frustrating next seasons for you? It, does this go? Does this go top ten in your most frustrating Knicks seasons? Absolutely top ten. But yo, I, I think this might be like top five, because I mean, like, like the the further and further we get away from the Ewing era, like, like the frustrating seasons you, you would talk about, like, say the Charlie Ward incident, you know, where Charlie Ward got flipped and we we got all those guys suspended, you know, the Ewing finger roll, you know, Starks, um, you know, two for two, two for eleven, wherever the fuck he went, you know, uh, you could just go down the line for those things. But the further and further we get away from that. Like there's so many different seasons. The attitude now. This I feel like this season got to be like top three, 
Because for me, like the the most the most annoying season that, that I can remember that really freaking had me on fire was the year after we won those fifty four games on the on the Woodson. That said, that the next year that I was on fire that year, man. What year Yo, was that? Um, what that was twenty fourteen. That was the twenty fourteen season. No, that okay. was the twenty fifteen season. What's the like? Literally, all the OGs started breaking down on the on the roster. Like all the G's, OGs started breaking down. They retired, actually, you know. So who was um kid retired? I think she left. It's a bunch of guys. Bunch of guys. They they. Oh, then we had Kurt Thomas. <laughs> we had Camby. We had mad old guys on the team. It was crazy. And then yo, I wasn't really mad that next season, bro. I think the season that most. I think the season that pissed me off. I think that 2018 season, yo. Yo, that 2018 no, not 2018. That 2019 season, bro. That first season with Randall Hall, Jake, bro. That is in my top five. This season might be number two for me. Number one. Number one might be it might have to be when I was 13, 14 years old. It might be at, it might have to be 03. It might have to be 03 for me. Yeah, the, the year 2018, when you're talking about Randall's first year and RJ's first year, you know, um, I mean that's that's what you want though. Isn't that isn't that what you want with the Almighty Four seed and stuff like that? So if we if we if we would have um continued on that pace and like the way that we was playing on, on the Fisdale and we didn't win that, that first year on the timetable and we kept losing, it, then it would have been the same on um, frustration. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have minded if we would have got something better than Obi Toppin. You know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 I would have all the random spin turn move turnovers and the whole Fizdale situation, the whole Mike Miller playing Mo Harkless and, and Alfred Payne after the all like, it, like everything was so crazy. Then remember we had the stoppage, so COVID hit. So now I had no basketball, bro. And then on top of that. Like my aunt had passed away. Um, so I was going through a breakup at the time. Like it was just so much going on, bro. Like that was really a bad, like that was a bad season for me, bro. Like I was just, I was going through it. And then I was working like mad hours. I was stressed out. Like that shit was bad, bro. That shit was bad. That 29, that, that shit was hard for me. That, that shit was hard for me. But yo, that, that whole, this season right here is number two for me, man. This is number two for me. I, I've never seen a Nick team with this. And it's crazy because we have we have the talent. I just don't know how good that talent is, but our coach doesn't even put us in positions to succeed. So for us to actually see the talent that we have. Well, you know, I, I'm an older Knicks fan, man. So so there's a lot of scenarios like that, that that drove me crazy. I mean, after the Ewing trade, uh, we had um, Glenn Rice as, as a power forward. With um with Spreewell as a as a three and Houston was the two, you know, you know that was that was just nuts. That was that you know, and then we had uh we had signed Clarence Weatherspoon that was already on the downside of his career. We had we had signed Shannon, we had signed uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh what's the name? Um whoever, man, these these freaking bums, Howard Isley we signed, all these different guys that we had on the roster. And, and you know, fast forward, we had Marbury. Who did we put with Marbury? We put Doliak with him, we had you know, Keith Van Horn, and we had all these. You know, there's, there's so many different frustrating seasons that we've had throughout throughout the years. It's, it's just crazy. 
to think about. That that year also too when we had um Alexi Sped and and, and Lou Almondson and freaking you know uh what's the other dude um Thomas whatever the, whatever the guy is I mean that was frustrating too because there was no reason for us to be that way to be in that position you know so you know those players was with Carmelo Anthony too <laughs> yeah man I mean some of those you know it's been it's been a lot a lot of frustrating seasons man but I mean th- this one right here sticks out the most because we because we have talent we have talent and one thing too. That even though that we're not being successful in the offense, I feel like our players are still engaged. Yeah, they, I mean, still they playing. fight. They fight. I mean, the foundation is there. They fight. They fight, but we don't have no closer. One, two, we just don't have that talent yet. That yet, and three, our coach is just complete gutter, gutter trash. Complete oh, we gutter trash. Closer. We don't have a closer. But if we had a closer, he would be hurt. Because if we had a player better than Randall and better than RJ as the closer, if we had a better, let's say if we had Donovan Mitchell, he would have been, been hurt already. He would have been out for the season already after the first two months of the season already. With, with all due respect, Donovan Mitchell will not be coming to New York to play for Tom Thibodeau. No, I'm just letting that be known right now. So Johnny, anyway, Johnny Bryan, that's it. Johnny O. That's who I need, man. I, I don't know, man. That was that was a good one, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, man. I would, I would say let's take some callers tonight. I know somebody would have cursed. <laughs> but if I knew, if I knew you, well, I knew you was gonna come on at at the crunch. But if um, you know, you know, if you if you if you had that 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 um the idea to come in at crunch, then it, it would have been better to for me to end the last podcast that we could have this one by itself, you know, because you know right now for for those that are popping in now, I'm actually gonna cut um the 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 post game part. And make it his own podcast. That way, you guys can see exactly where me and State started started talking, man. So, you know, next next time we do it like that. If, if you want, if you want to come in, we'll do like a strict, um, you know, post game show. That yeah. that way, that way that the halftime won't won't um you know interrupt with what we're saying in in the, in the post game. Yeah, but I I think that that first part though, like that was like we um a lot of what we were saying was during the late fourth quarter, so we was actually like seeing in real time. <laughs> Because yeah, that's crazy, bro. I, I see two straight threes bumped in our face. <laughs> oh, God. I got you. Uh, uh, hey, good, good, good um, thing. But listen, I, I'm fighting to the death not to argue with you about, about basketball stuff because what's happening is not basketball stuff. You know, so I, I, can't argue, I can't argue with you with your, your philosophy because uh, your philosophy and my philosophy is way better than anything that's happening on the court now. You know, and we're talking, we're talking way too smart for your, for the way that you think and the way that I think, you know, for, for what's happening on the basketball court, you know, so, you know, it's a shame. And I'm not, I'm not trying to um, take a break us apart. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to let him do that. Tibbs, Tibbs literally is ruining like players and like images. Like he, he's ruining Knox. Um, He's ruining Randy right now, literally. Like he's ruining him right now. Um. Wow, he's got the fan base arguing with each other damn near every day. Um, he's got yeah, like vibes cooking out the um, content creators and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, it's this is crazy. Unprecedented, unprecedented shit, man. It's happening this shit because of Tom Tudor. I'm so glad he never came when Carmelo Anthony was here. Because that was rumored the coach that Carmelo Anthony wanted was Tom Thibodeau. Um, and I'm so glad, like, Phil Jackson... Zen Master, shout out to Zen Master, man. I'm so glad you didn't hire Tibbs, man. Shout out to Zen Master. He knew, 
He knew, man. Hindsight tell you. <laughs> not for nothing though. Look at the way Tom Thibodeau's running the offense. Um, that team that 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 Carmelo had, it might have worked. Because Tom Thibodeau would have had uh, Carmelo Anthony playing 45 minutes a game and taking all the shots that he wanted in that, in that spot. I don't know. Carmelo Anthony had been averaging 45 points a game. I don't, I don't have nothing else to say, man. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm gonna rewatch the game just to make sure. Like I, I, I don't know, man. Thibodeau is just—he's just horrible right now. It just go. It goes against all logic. Anything. <laughs> I, I hope. Um, I hope Leon Rose fires Tibbs. I'm just hoping that he can fire this man as soon as the season ended. Um, don't say fired. I wanted to say dismissal. Um, I respect him <laughs> for what he's done, but he needs to go. He devalued the roster. He devalued Evan Fournier. He devalued um, our our draft selection last season for the almighty fourth seed. He's devaluing Randall right now. He's devaluing our guys. They got a, most of our guys are shooting under forty two percent from the field. It's disgusting. I'm done. I like him fire. Um, He's devaluing everybody. Obi Toppin and Mitch Robinson are two of the best rim runners in the NBA. But when do we ever run run them? They never. They don't even run to the rims. But but we but we know as fans and just people from the outside, they they automatically say Obi Toppin and Mitch Robinson rim runners. We don't run no rim running action for either one of those guys. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> Timber like he like Mitch and Obi. I don't know, man. You move it around too much, man. You move it around too much. I don't know, man. We could definitely do a um, call-in show tomorrow. Um, if you're free, let's do a call-in show for sure. Because uh, I, I want to hear what people. I want to hear what people saying about what they've seen this so far this season. Because me and you is just we we so much in locks that that I'm trying to look at the positives about it, but I there is none. <laughs> There is none. I mean, we can't argue about logic if it, logic is not happening. We we can't we can't do that. How come Tom too? I mean, how come Mitchell is not doing this? How come Julius is not doing that? How come RJ is not doing that? You know, it, it's the it's the offense. We're just not doing it. Period. Jesus Christ! I hope you know, get it together, man. That's um. I guess we could be back tomorrow, man. Let's be back tomorrow. Let's do a call and show. Well, this guy Danny B. He said he wanted to come come through um this week, so. Um, we, we got back to back though. We're playing Charlotte tomorrow, so Charlotte, yes, yeah. And then the next day, the, the Knicks are off. So, we'll just stay busy for the week. Um, now I'm off tomorrow, and then I work next like five days. And I'm saying for the podcast wise, we'll just stay busy, um, you know, with the content and stuff. You know, all yeah. stay busy. Yeah. All right, man. So, I mean, you know, get to where you got to go. You know, you're moving around a lot. So, get close so let to show me, up. Um, for sure. Let me know when Danny B, uh, you're trying to do that pop. We can do it tomorrow. Let's do it on Thursday, Friday. It don't matter, man. Hopefully, the next um, six games behind, we're officially eliminated, in my opinion. From making the plan and 
you know, I hope hopefully Thibodeau finally get with the program. Ten games left, you know. So I got me. <laughs> He's drained. Yo, he is drained. I'm never. You furious, huh? <laughs> you pissed off today, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed off every day. You know, I, I mean, it's that's that's why the halftime show is a comedy routine. I'm just doing stand up comedy the whole time. You know, because I can't talk basketball. You know, we, me and the guys are talking about whiskey. We're talking about um, freaking anal probing and and prostate exams. Sometimes it's like because because there's nothing to talk about on the basketball court. It's like I say, hey, guess what? The same thing is about to happen yesterday. Or right, anyway, back to those prostate exams. You know what I'm saying? This that's that's what it is. That's what that's what it's come down to now. My boy RJ came down, turned the ball over, comes down, take a stupid step back, three pointer, misses that, clinks it, then comes down again, and then throws the ball away, trying to get with that before it. Yo, um, yo, yo, put that up, man. You know, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, <laughs> Google Play. Oh God, yo, nine, yo, nine for twenty five. 36%. Oh my God. Play an FM tune in, man. Y'all know where to find us, man. It's it's officially, it's officially gotta fire tips, man. Gotta gotta fire tips, man. I don't I don't know. I don't care about what Ian, Ian Bagley talk about. I don't care about what Mark Berman talking about. You could do all this trolling. Fire Tom Thibodeau, please. Fire that man. He 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 gotta be fired. <laughs> I wish we had the time stone that we could just fast forward the season this so we can get the Ooh. fuck out of here. I'm over it already. I'm over the it. The combo we gonna have if they don't fire Texas. Yo, have a blessed night, dog. Take it easy, man. Yeah, take it easy, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so for for people that are popping in now, you know, I'm gonna cut this podcast from from the um. For the post game, just to just to make it its own podcast, so you guys can see what we were saying in the beginning, without having to go through the whole halftime to crunch time thing. So anyway, we'll, we'll try to be a little bit more organized with that. You know, that's, that's what I was trying to get through to, to state. If if he's gonna come in to do a post game show, then I'll I'll cut the halftime show off, and then we'll start a new pod just to keep everything you know um together. Anyway, so anyway, this is Eru Dynex Podcast. Um, shout out to State. You know, shout out to everybody else that's affiliated and, and all the things that the, that we have planned going forward. And I um, hope to see you guys soon. Uh, peace, guys. We play Charlotte tomorrow. And expect the same shit. Don't expect any miracles. It's not going to happen. Time to build the coach, and that is what it is. So I'll see you guys next time. Peace.